And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created in We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crying in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! We'll get together, have a few laughs. Welcome to the Iowa Talk Guys podcast. I'm your host, TP. I'm your host, Theo. And I'm E-Rock. And we have a special guest with us today from Down Under again, everybody's favorite time traveler, Drew Misson from You Were Missing the Point. How you doing, Drew? Good, mate. Good. How are we all going over there? Nice and frosty, I hear. Yeah. Yes, sir. The snow is deep. That's the way that Iowa Talk guys like it, though. Yeah. We go deep. <laughs> <laughs> we were right at zero Fahrenheit today. It's lovely. Yeah. But we still made it to the caucus. Well, yeah, wow. E-Rock did. In fact, Drew, we were hoping that uh, you might entertain us for like five minutes so that E-Rock could explain his caucus experience. Go for it. Well, I'm actually keen to hear this to see what's, what what the whole spectacle and circus of U.S. elections is like. Yeah. Circus is right. Yeah, so. actually, it was a cluster F. Oh, man. <laughs> we had so much snow. We had like three. We had three waves of snowstorms. And it was a yeah. negative... Everybody was like, they're using harp to keep the caucus goers and yes. I from going. There were the, the <laughs> harp conspiracy theories were abound. Yeah. And so my precinct was at a high school, which I'd never been to. And of course, all the parking lot is full. People are parking far away. And I'm in my 30s. And I was still one of the youngest people there. <laughs> so if you can imagine all the old people. The young crowd wasn't yes. out, huh? No. The baby boomer patrol, I take it. <laughs> and then we were getting lost trying to find the auditorium. My precinct shared with another precinct and unorganized. Yes, so sounds they very usually unorganized. Unorganized. You know, and I'm with these other older couple that live down the street. Iowa doesn't have it. a good history of organization when it comes to the Iowa caucus. Remember, we can count unlike Florida. Remember, we thought well, they had Mitt Romney listed as the winner for two weeks in 2012 and they went all the way through like south carolina and he everybody thought he was the winner and we found out that rick santorum from pennsylvania won oh for the caucus yeah it was a total rig job so anyways i get in there i get in line i get to the line they're like you're not on the list i'm like oh well i'm not a registered republican so i had she's like oh that's fine fill out this there was about 35 of us and they had to like you had to raise your hand and they had to count everybody and of course, the numbers were getting all messed up, just even counting people oh, that simple. were attending. Imagine like two, that. Two digits was a little too much, huh? Yeah, because they were going down each road. Yeah, so. you, You've only got so many fingers, I can see why. <laughs> they had to take off their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> their snow boots. And then they led off with the Pledge of Allegiance. 
Oh, that's a good one. Nothing like uh, pledging allegiance to a flag before. And then they did a prayer. Yeah? And they asked somebody in the audience to lead the way for you, the prayer. You did lead you, it? Did you volunteer? No, it, it was off? actually a neighbor, the old couple behind me. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> was it a good prayer? Uh, I didn't really pay attention. Oh. I didn't come to pray. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to church. We that. thought you were going to correspond no. to your experience. Well, that's just interesting, though. Separation of church and state, but they... Hmm. kicked it off with a prayer in a high school so then they let each representative of a candidate you know speak to the public of us and there was a guy from the nikki haley campaign oh yeah that wasn't from here did he, he was, say bomb 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 china no i think he was funded by the democrats though <laughs> did he have uh, did he have a lockheed and martin tie <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah did he have a like a boeing little pell pin no <laughs> did he have the, joint did strike he, fighter did he have the israel <laughs> and the american flags crossed pin no uh, oh. not even not even did in he Ukraine. finish every sentence with brought to you by pfizer <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty much like oh we're just here to unify we're the republican party right. and we gotta no matter what joe That's biden right. can't make it so we don't care who you're voting for <laughs> kind of yeah we just want you to vote for nikki namrata and then the one guy you know, he was like, anybody for Vivek? Ramaslami. <laughs> was he calling him that? The, yeah, the one leader Ramaslami. What a bigot. I say that as a joke on the show. And actually, one guy did stand up and talk briefly. But All right. So, can I... And then a Trump guy comes up. Yeah? And that's who I got in contact with, because he was a good speaker. Oh, it's a possibly uh, yeah, do come an interview on. with? So, it'd be interesting to hear his side. Because he's like, I'm from New York, and... I, I knew Trump growing up. You know, everybody loved him. Really? He's like, I didn't know him personally, but, you know. Yeah, even uh, Kevin McAllister met him. In Home Alone. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old Which, Macaulay. Yeah. I, I didn't say Biden tried to help that kid out. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no right. shit. Oh, it's right over here. And took him to the bathroom. Yeah, why don't you get the, in my the limo? Lo <laughs> the lobby's right over here. <laughs> Let me sniff your hair, little boy. Mmm. You smell like dove <laughs> the, uh, the McAllisters looked like they were doing a little better than dove but so they pass out little tiny pieces of paper and nobody has pens right so then you gotta wait for a pen to come around sure you write your name and then they gathered it up with like a tupperware put it in there it's and like then, a rubbermaid or something yeah you know and they counted them all up who won your precinct well obviously trump Did and he? he was like what 90 percent almost he won oh, every, really? he won all 99 counties in iowa yeah Landside so were any of these thing. representatives of the Republican Party, the people who are nominating themselves, they, you said they got representatives to come and speak to you. Were any of those actually locals to your area? Every Well, just the Trump and the Vivek, some guy stood up, you know. But the guy from Nikki Haley, he was not from Iowa. Really? Imagine that. So he couldn't even vote, but he could, you know, observe and talk. Yeah, and talk. So in, in 2008, I went to my precinct for the caucus and I was there for Ron Paul. And I had a speech prepared in case nobody else did. And I, I was actually that guy because nobody else did. We all got together and you got the speech. Yep. All right. I guess you're the guy. Do it to it. So I did it. And uh, and I remember there was this old like boomer couple, man. And they were staring me down. And I was like, do you remember uh, the Palestine Liberation Organization? <laughs> you know led by yasser arafat american armed and funded uh do you remember al-qaeda american armed and funded 
the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, Osama bin Laden, American armed and funded, Saddam Hussein, American armed and funded, and I just remember the look on this lady's face. She was just like, <laughs> like she saw a ghost or something, man. <laughs> and uh, punched her in the face with the truth. Yeah, her husband said something to me afterward. He's like, "You're completely right," and you scared my wife. But we can't turn our backs now with these little two twenty three pea shooters they got. It, it, I don't, what? <laughs> like he admitted it, right? It was just weird. That's how hard it is to break people out of that that cognitive dissonance yeah man. it's nuts so I'm, su- I'm surprised you didn't throw the whole 9-11 and dancing israelis out of that really would have thrown a spanner in the works <laughs> yeah oh yes you guys get this wild like secondary level where it looks like it's the illusion of choice more than what we've got in our political system it's the parties that designate the leader to who goes to an election to be decided over but you guys get the illusion of putting someone up to go into the election which right is right the whole new layer and then what's That's crazy e- what's interesting with that too is that if you go to which our our very own iraq has infiltrated a democrat caucus before they have Did he dye his hair purple they have like super no. vote. <laughs> that was four years ago <laughs> tucked his dick in and- but they have like super delegates <laughs> right they have super delegates and they have extra say do they shoot like lasers out of their eyes or something we'll make some <laughs> and there's multiple votes you can like switch your vote right so they, like one round and another they round. basically collectivize the process to the point where like the less popular people are not even represented well, in and the weren't end. you like yeah they weed weed them out weren't you being like peer pressure too and like you went to one group and they're like no come over here where it's real communism oh yeah they each <laughs> had a booth set up like buttons and stickers and you're giving Whatnot. out free swag. And even like Elizabeth That's Warren. That's fake communism. We want gulags and people digging up beets. Yeah. <laughs> That's real communism. <laughs> the Elizabeth Warren had a Beat cardboard cutout. I think I've talked about this. The cardboard cutout. And then they had free donuts. Oh, nice. And they had, was they she wearing shut her, down, though. Was she like, wearing her native headdress? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, you, apparently they couldn't pander to people, so they... So Stopped. they cut the donuts yeah, they out, the donut. huh? They oh, can only man. give out oh, free you, water. You can't give donuts out unless you're, you're getting vaccinated. If you're not willing to vote for someone who wants to cut your kid's junk off, you don't get a donut. Right. <laughs> then again, people did get get a shot for donuts, too. For a year. Free for a year. I mean, you can, you know, if you got threatened for your job, that's one thing. But literally getting a shot for donuts, that's a little... Uh, maybe... Know. Maybe that's a new slogan for the Democrat Party for this election. Dickless for donuts. <laughs> get heaps of votes. Well, hey, they are saying that uh, they're, that Biden's going to drop out for due to health reasons and Michelle Obama's going to come oh, in. So, yeah. my goodness. Dickless for donuts. <laughs> but remember, they got the numbers all messed up. And we didn't find out, like, what, a month later? You know, it was actually Pete Buttigieg. Who, what, won Iowa? Yeah. No shit. And Bernie came in second, but... How did Biden take the lead? I don't who who buys that bullshit from that turd face? Pete Buttigieg? Yeah, he pulls the bike out two blocks away, right? And rides the bike two blocks for the cameras. Remember that? Well, what I want to know is what's what's going on at home? Didn't him and his husband like adopt a couple kids? Yeah. He went on maternity leave. <laughs> I got to go home for pizza for an hour. <laughs> No, oh, <laughs> extra walnut sauce. <laughs> I'm sorry, we shouldn't laugh at that. My goodness, 
Oh, this is way fun already. But yeah, back to the results of my precinct. It was 26 for Trump, 5 for Vivek, 2 for Haley, and 1 for DeSantis. Wow. So so we should say, we should mention, uh, before we move off of this, because we do have something else planned for tonight, that immediately after the Iowa caucus, Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out mm-hmm. and endorsed Donald Trump. Uh, we just got news today, as of this recording, yep. that Ron DeSantis has dropped out even before Tuesday, I believe, yeah. which is the New Hampshire New Hampshire primary, and endorsed Donald Trump. We're so going to see if they if New Hampshire corrects it, like Nikki Haley yeah, said they're Nikki, going to. Nikki said that uh, Iowa goes first and New Hampshire corrects it. <laughs> <laughs> we have an opportunity to get this right, and I know we'll get it right. I trust you. I trust every single one of you. You know how to do this. You know Iowa starts it. You know that you correct it. Trump defeated Haley in the New Hampshire Republican primary on January 23, 2024. Trump had 54.34% to Nikki Haley's 43.22%. Trump was the first Republican candidate to win both Iowa and New Hampshire since 1976. Although, Joe Biden, who wasn't even on the primary ballot, but still won, thanks to a write-in campaign, with 63.94%. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. Iowa isn't that reliable. But yeah, no, like, I think what Drew was saying, though, that like, it, 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 this is still just an illusion. Yes, they, absolutely. They had to give That's us Biden. That's why I didn't go. They had <laughs> to give us Biden in order to get Trump back in there. Yeah, well, um... Moral Bob, a good buddy of mine, always says that uh, the person that's going to take guns away will end up being a Republican. I think that's pretty. That rings pretty true. Yeah, I, I see him. I can see the it. System. I can see. Yeah, it. Trump already got rid of the bump stocks. Yeah, I mean, who really needs a bump stock? It's not about need, but but I mean, come on. All that is is just uh, fun. That all that is is suppressive fire. Especially if you have the idea of, and a lot of people talk about. Trump not being allowed to win the presidency, or if he does, he'll be assassinated. Imagine the situation where Trump wins, he gets in, and there's an attempt on his life, he survives, and out of that, he from a crazed Democrat purple-haired loony tries to kill him, and he uses that as justification to take away arms from huge swath of the American population. Goes full we'll beast mode. In. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point, Drew. It could happen. Yes, absolutely. Anything's possible. Well, and I saw some people bitching too. They're like, "Trump, Trump's going to create a uh, private police force, federal police force within the government to do his bidding and will." When if he becomes president, I was like, "Oh, it wouldn't be beyond him." Kind of like, uh, kind of like when Bush created the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like that time. <laughs> Isn't keeping us very secure presently? Yeah, it has not really stopped any terrorist attacks. But but I've been told this past like three years that he's commander in chief and he's still in control uh, and he's got uh, you know we U.S. Been, marshals everywhere doing his bidding. We've been told the same hats. thing. Are you still reading Q Q posts? Uh, I have no idea where it's come from, but the um, level of huge devout Australians has gone through the roof, and it baffles me how they don't still see it's a it's popular oh, over dude. there. Wings of the same bird. Oh, it's massive here. It's what? really is. It's quite concerning. A bunch of Australian bros. Dude, I think it's, I think Joe Biden's dead. And I think it's Jim Carrey. Hillary's been hung. Which which Joe Biden are we talking about? I've seen at least five of them already. I can confirm this. It's either Jim oh. Carrey or James Woods. Well, and then there's that other one I just saw recently. Trump went to 
some fire station in Iowa with pizza from a Casey's, Casey's gas station. Yeah, Casey's gas Best station. Best <laughs> gas station pizza you will ever have I in mean, your life. I mean, it's okay. I used to be. No, from a I gas station. Wanna, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to detract away from the conversation too much, but I'll quickly get it in. I was on a Twitter space this week, and it was Americans and Australians, majority Australians, talking about Trump and how he's coming back and he's going to drain the swamp finally and do the mass arrests and all the things. And I just brought up the idea that, you know, Trump was the godfather of the vaccine. Right, which, right. I'll, I'll, play de- I'll play devil's advocate. He probably felt like he had to be do something quickly with a response to a global pandemic. I'll play the I'll toe the line there and be devil's advocate. He had but to I do said, it. don't you find it don't you find it slightly odd that even now when the majority of medical personnel are coming out talking out against the vaccine, the, you've got uh, average citizens talking out against the vaccine, but he still hasn't said one bad word about it. Isn't that a concern to anyone? Right, hmm. yeah. The the in fact the Surgeon General of Florida has recommended not getting the vaccine. Yeah, I thought that was satire when I first saw that headline, but right. it's, it's true. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely. Excellent yeah. point. Well, he still holds it as a badge of honor, Operation Warp Speed. He was, does brag about it. I, we I, saved 30 million people. I was the one. I'm the very best at getting vaccines pushed to the public. But he didn't force it Ugh. upon us, though. It was your choice. Yeah, so he, yeah. he didn't force it. And then mm-hmm. you get the argument, oh, Trump's vaccine was different because the, the FDA approved it as safe, so it was mostly saline and hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And then, but then when Biden got in, the FDA put another one in that wasn't safe. Oh, and I man. go, wait a minute, let's think about this mental gymnastics. With DNA? It's Trump and the right. FDA says it's safe, it's fine. When it's Biden and the FDA says it's safe, it's not fine. Well, Kamala Where's Harris- the thinking? Come on, guys. Kamala yeah. Harris said that she wasn't going to get Trump's vaccine on the debate stage. Yeah, right, Exactly. But- Anyway, yeah. hey, but hold on real quick with the, the Casey's pizza. Uh, <laughs> Trump was wearing a white hat when he dropped it off there. So there you can imagine the oh, that's proof right there <laughs> yeah, dude. of what he's in charge. Oh, it's proof oh. of the, okay. He's in charge. He's he's, he's the it captain. It proves that that JFK Jr. is going to come back as some kind of savior God and he's going to come down parachuting in a fucking Batman costume. They are going to establish <laughs> the state of Israel once and for all. What did I see about? Yeah, who- that's the other thing people aren't talking about: how Trump moved the U.S. embassy over to Jerusalem. I don't think people realize that this whole like people woke up during COVID, which I appreciate, and they saw the world for what it is. But in removing the old guard, the new world order that currently exists, we're just going to bring the new guard in, and they don't realize that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're playing into a lot of their hands. We're going to dismantle the system for them, so they can rebuild it the way they want. And people just seem to think that we're fighting against the status quo, which I think we're kind of becoming the foot soldiers of the status quo in some ways, especially through the likes of Q and all that nonsense. Yeah, controlled opposition. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Sorry. Well, that was a hell of an intro. It was a hell of an intro. We do actually have a foreign policy road to war update. Of course, all roads lead to war. That's right. To quote my friend, TP. But uh, we're going to start here. We got, we got, of course, our. this is our favorite foreign policy website, antiwar.com. No affiliation, but just they've been at it for decades and awesome, awesome place to get foreign policy news. So we're going to start here with January 18, 2024 by Dave DeCamp, NATO to hold its largest military exercises since the Cold War. 
NATO will launch major war games next week with about 90,000 troops to prepare for a potential conflict with Russia that will mark the alliance's largest military exercises since the end of the Cold War. Well, that's enough to make you shiver in your boots a little bit. Exercise Steadfast Defender 2024 will be the largest NATO exercise in decades with participation from approximately 90,000 forces from all 31 allies and our good partner Sweden and quote General Christopher Cavoli, NATO's supreme allied commander in Europe, told reporters. The supreme allied commander. (laughs) So these are like uh, on 9-11, they were doing all those other exercises. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're well, yeah. <laughs> this is clearly all a precursor to they know that either russia's going to make one of two choices there they're going to take ukraine completely over they're not going to stop at some kind of predetermined line they're going to take the whole friggin lot and they might continue forward into some of the other nations that's what they're trying to prepare people for or get them to think anyway right get and them i'd to like think. to just read out i just like to read out a anecdotal story from a woman who was just in ukraine who points out the amount of propaganda and stuff that we're getting in the West if that's all right, fellas, if you'll indulge Yeah, absolutely, me. please. All right. So this is shared by a woman named Maria Motukashek. I'm butchered that Slavic name. Uh, <laughs> I just got back from Ukraine where I was visiting some friends. Everything we heard about what's happening in Ukraine is an utter lie. The reality is darker, bleaker, and unequivocally hopeless. There is no such thing as Ukraine. They're not winning this war, period. By their estimates, they have lost nearly a million of their sons and fathers. Even if the Southwest, where the anti-Russian sentiment is long-standing, citizens are reluctant or straight-up scared to go into public or to criticise Zelensky. They will go to jail if they do so. In every village and town, the streets, shops and restaurants are mostly absent of men. The few men who remain are terrified of leaving their homes for fear of being, for fear of being kidnapped into subscription. So how have we restored an army to such this point. Army search parties take place early in the mornings where men leave their homes to go to work. They ambush and kidnap them off the streets and within three to four hours, they're listed into the army, given gear and sent straight to the front lines. All with minimal training and it's all a death sentence. It's getting worse every day. Where I was staying, a dentist had just taken by security forces on his way to work, leaving behind two small children and every day three to five dead bodies keep arriving from the front lines. Mothers and wives fight tooth and nail with the armed forces and beg and plead to not have their sons and their men taken away. They try bribing, which sometimes works, but most of the time they are met with physical violence and death threats. The territory celebrated as being won back by the Russians has been reduced to rubble and is inhabitable. Regardless of this, no one is left to live there and the displaced families will never return. Uh, They see the way the war has been reported at home and abroad, and it's a joke. It's propaganda, they say. Look around us. Is this winning? Worse. Some have been hoaxed into believing that once the Ukrainian forces are exhausted, the American soldiers will come in and replace them and win the war. There is no ambiguity to these people. The war was for nothing, and it was a travesty. The outcome always was and always is that people hopelessly, utterly destroyed. Wow. Now, take that with a grain of salt. That is shared by someone on the internet. But um, I'd say that's probably not far from what's actually going on over there. Well, we have. It seems like the biggest wholesale decimation of an entire country's 
next generation of men. That I don't think they're going to rebound as a population. Yeah, that's exactly what we've been hearing. Um, There are a lot of reports of of people saying there are not men walking around. They're either too afraid to come out into the streets or they're already gone and probably dead. And um, we, on our last recording, brought up that they're rounding up certain women now. Well, they're bringing DEI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even prior to that, just before Christmas, there was videos making the rounds of the Ukrainian army going around house to house and getting intellectually disabled men yes. on the front lines. Yeah, and we talked putting about them yes. on special, We've seen videos. Down syndrome. Special forces. Yeah. <laughs> special, Jeez. special forces. E-rock. So you just imagine a guy in full fatigues, but with like a floaties on his arm running around the <laughs> battlefield. <laughs> they might as well, though. They all have blue tape wrapped around there to distinguish who's Russian and who's Ukrainian. Yeah. Because for the most part, they're all using the same gear. So yeah, they, exactly they all look alike. the same. Right. right. And they're, you know, the same ethnicity for the most part. And uh, yeah, Russia is not going to stop. No, absolutely not. And like I said, they haven't even used. They still have yet to this day not even use the full military might of the Russian army. Depends on who you ask. Unless they it's, have yeah, it seemed, To me, it seems like they're going through the backlog of all their old gear yeah. and pushing that out. Like Russian war approach is pretty simple. It's throw everything at the front line and keep going until your enemy's overpowered. They don't yes. really care about losses so much. No, but never have. I do think they care about the level of technology they have now. So they're throwing all their Soviet era stuff at it, which for the most part runs pretty well and- and can go through the grinder. It's turning just into dust. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, the Energizer bunny. You, you can throw an AK in the mud and pull it out 12 years later and it'll still fire. Yeah. Right. TP, um, TP's talked about them being buried in the bottom of riverbeds and shit in Afghanistan. Yeah. We find caches buried and shit and stuff and they don't care because they can just pull it out. And even the Russian spam cans full of ammo, they can bury that with it as long as it hasn't been opened because it's all completely sealed. Bury that in the bottom of a wadi and then come dig it back up later. And A riverbed? Is that what a wadi is? Yeah, kind of. Just It's like a creek. Okay. But they like dug them like small yeah. canal type stuff anyway. It's reliable shit, man. <laughs> well, and we've been seeing the propaganda. I don't know what it's been like in Australia, but out here they're like, oh, the Soviets are running out of ammo. They're using, <laughs> they're using USSR weapons and this and that and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, uh, yeah. They are completely destroying Ukraine right now. Absolutely. Yeah, they're using their backlog of all the old shit. Why would you use all your new stuff? It's super expensive. I know. Well, and- arguably, they're using their long-range missiles, but the majority of things they're using on the ground is all their old gear. Yeah, and they- think about this. They're also emptying their storehouses of the old stuff to make room for new yeah. shit to store. Mm-hmm. It sounds like their yeah. uh, arms industry is doing great right now. They have yeah. used their long well, range. Obama thought he was going to slow them down by uh, <laughs> putting sanctions on them that they can't sell right. their ammo and weapons in America anymore. I, yeah. Yeah. Not a big deal. But uh, yeah, they're um, hypersonic missiles. They've been using those. In fact, they we even reported on how Putin right, didn't threaten. He just said, right. No, they can reach the Mediterranean from <laughs> yeah. the Black Sea. <laughs> yeah, as soon as just, US, it's just a fact. U.S. warships got into the Red Sea. He's like, just to let you know, you're the with, Mediterranean. Are the Mediterranean? Yeah, he's like, you're uh, you're within range. The Russians have been pretty successful in knocking out their energy infrastructure, and they did that really early on. You look at the 
Oh, yeah. The global sales and the stock increases in companies that produce diesel generators, like transportable ones, like the one size of shipping containers. So many of those have gone to the Ukraine. They are powering cities at this point, and the media doesn't talk about it. Dude, it's outrageous just the amount of blackout <laughs> media on this whole thing. Well, I saw today that... Um We've averaged something like $215 million a month going to Ukraine. But we kind of figured this because we were, we knew right off the bat as soon as all this shit was happening that they were going to lie to us about everything. Absolutely. Propaganda was going to be fed to the American people. Right. Right away. People started thinking about it, too. Like, man, you know, we don't know what's going on over there. We don't need to be getting involved. But then as soon as the Israeli... Yeah, they just forgot uh, about happened. October 7th happened. Boom. We got to defend Israel. Israel didn't do nothing. Mind their own business. But Zelensky was able to go to the World Economic Forum earlier this week. And was he at Davos? Yep. That's a whole, for, more. That's a whole other show. And Javier Malay's inauguration. <laughs> well, what's the Russian proverb about Jews? <laughs> a, Jew, a Jew will quick be quick to tell you that they've been persecuted against, but they will never tell you the details as to why. Wow. Actual uh, Russian proverb? Yep. Wow. That's amazing. Did you get that on Fortune Cookie? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be brutal. All right. So uh, let's skip a little bit forward to uh, the Newsweek link. This is January 29th, 2023, actually. That's what that says. That's weird. NATO official says Alliance ready for direct confrontation with Russia. Rob Bauer, chairman of NATO's military committee, recently said that the alliance is ready for a direct confrontation with Russia as the country continues to fight in Ukraine. Bauer, an admiral in the Royal Netherlands Navy, told a Portuguese television channel, RTP, that NATO is focused on rearmament as Russian President Vladimir Putin's strategic objectives go beyond Ukraine and could possibly expand to neighboring countries. And we say this or we read this in the midst of Sweden uh, yes. being entered into NATO, essentially, as we speak. Ending like 210 years of peace. Yeah, neutrality. Neutrality. And then Finland, too, right? Yes. We so, talked about that last year. Yeah. So, once again, uh, what's the term they're projecting, essentially? NATO keep, keeps creeping, and they keep blaming Vladimir Putin for doing that. For creeping. He keeps putting his country near all of our bases. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the, the high school kid. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Inch away from your face. Yeah. Right. Yes. Except Ready to for, provoke someone. It's not his finger. Like, NATO has their dick out in his face. Like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> My meat is not on your face, technically. Yeah. No, but I can smell it. Swirling it around in his soup. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna eat that? Yeah. You wanna eat this? This is yours? I'm my man. Yeah. <laughs> but we weren't provoked. NATO's not provoking him. Right. Absolutely absurd. It, the article goes on to say, however, Chinese military experts warned against NATO's involvement in the war in Ukraine. How did that go for the past year? Not, not very good. Uh, noting that the, quote, danger of another world war in Europe is increasing. The Global Times, a Chinese state media outlet, reported on Sunday. So that, that ties into the next article from Antiwar.com. May 18, 2023, NATO 
to draw up Russia war plans for first time since Cold War by Dave DeCamp. And I bring these up, even though they're slightly antiquated, but not really, because uh, it does seem that a conflict, a direct conflict uh, between the United States and Russia just continues to build. And uh, I, I don't know. I think it seems inevitable at this point. The article begins, NATO is drawing up plans on how to fight a war with Russia for the first time since the Cold War. According to Reuters, at the upcoming NATO summit in Vilnius, uh, what's that, Lithuania, this July, alliance leaders will approve thousands of pages of secret military plans that will detail how to respond to a Russian attack. So, I mean, plans have been drawn. Any thoughts, gentlemen? It's Well, you look at what's happening now, and... History doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. What's happening with the Anglo-American Empire that we now call the West? We're spreading ourselves very thin, or they are. Yes. We're got a, we have a proxy war in Ukraine for funding arms, money, and all sorts of resources. We've stepped up to defend Israel, the greatest ally, uh, with Yemen now kicking off. So, we've potentially got two fronts happening there. Yeah, now we're going to- China- We're going to get to that. In theory- Oh, beautiful. It's- but you know where I'm, I'm coming from? It's, it's like the yeah. Nazis or, or <laughs> yeah. Napoleon having too many fronts for a, a war at once to possibly win. Yes. Absolutely. And people have been saying it for decades. Ron Paul. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. I mean, just take a look at a, some sort of an infographic map of military bases around the U.S. military bases around the world. It's absurd. But NATO was created so that this wouldn't happen ever again. Yeah. it's and I, But people <laughs> buy it. That's all that matters is right. that people, well, NATO would never... You know, be the aggressor. It's absolute bullshit. Just like a lot of other things they try to feed down our faces. Mm-hmm. Absolute bullshit. Yeah. To serve the few. But this reminds me of this NATO article or this Breitbart article that I want to bring up real quick. It just says NATO, the next 20 years, not quote, hunky dory, unquote, and public needs to prepare itself to survive, quote, the first 36 hours unquote of war by an oliver lane it sounds like a really good time to be in the southern hemisphere there drew uh, uh, yeah. only if i want to speak mandarin or cantonese <laughs> <laughs> yeah well cantonese they had they like freedom a little more i think uh, us <laughs> communist light <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if you want you can go read that article but that just goes along with everything else that we're saying here like they they are telling all their citizens over there everybody needs to be prepared for shit Shit's about to hit the fan. Absolutely. They've come a long way from... Can you remember at the start, they said, oh, this will be over in six months. They can't possibly stand yeah. up against NATO's backing. Slava Ukraini. Going and going and going. And now they're trying to regurgitate the the propaganda that the NATO gear is better than the Russian stuff. And they sent yeah. out a video, I don't know if you've seen it, of the Russian T-90M tank being um, fired at oh, by yeah. the Bradley. Yeah. With the 25 millimeter. And it's hitting and they're pinging. It looks amazing. But at the end of the day, what took the tank out was a drone. And really? It, and the, the, the it, tank crew got out and survived. They they weren't actually killed in this. But the it, amount of firepower they had to put into one Russian tank that clearly wasn't supported by any other forms of art, artillery or troops or any other um, uh, armored personnel carriers or other tanks, it was alone by itself taking out that much Ukrainian forces. It was actually two Bradley tanks and the drone... That's even worse. Right? And the drone disabled the turret mechanism, so the turret started spinning. They couldn't stop it from spinning, so they had to bail on it. 
So, TP, what does a Bradley have on top of it? it it's just like a 30 mil or something like that. It doesn't have like a small 30 mil cannon. Or, yeah, I think it's a 30 millimeter. Or like a 50 at most. 25 right? mil. No. Chain it gun. has a 50 and too. And missile pods, doesn't it? A, like yeah. a, a 50 gun. It's got a 50, yeah, like a coaxial, like a 50 cow. Okay. The M2A2 ODS Bradley fighting vehicle has a 25 millimeter cannon and RTX's Raytheon has recently been awarded a $154 million U.S. Army contract to upgrade its Bradley fighting vehicle fleet. And then, so it's I doesn't, think. yeah, it's a large projectile, but, but, oh, yeah, a, but against, yeah, a modern tank should definitely, yeah, one if, of the if more of those, advanced if the, ones. If it got hit by one of those Russian, the main tank oh, yeah, rounds, that would have been done. Yeah, I mean, they're wheeled. But I don't know. There's a bunch of crazy stuff. There's a lot of unconventional new warfare stuff going on with the drone stuff. That's just uh, that was inevitable. Really, they would yeah. have that shit in Iraq if drones are around yeah. easily readily available. Then and then of course ones. it's uh, the situation has advanced since we last talked. But uh, the last time we were together, Drew, uh, <laughs> you and TP had mentioned the Boston Dynamics dogs, and <laughs> we we sent you that video. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like right after yeah. we were talking about it. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, they already have those. Now we're gonna have and the and NYPD's buying like robots to patrol. Yeah. It's the, a it's wow. a weird thought that at some point in the future there's gonna be swarms of drones and the best weapon you can have is a shotgun with birdshot. Yeah. Well it, it's true. So there was an episode of Future Weapons that was out not too long ago where they have these swarmer drones. They're like the size of maybe a uh, a beer can, right? And you can have 20 of them. And they have, they're equipped with small little shape charges on their belly. So they have human, the human targets. They can swarm into a building, find all the human targets, and then they're made to automatically go straight to right between your eyes and put their belly on there and then fire that, that shape charge. And that'll kill you instantly. Apparently, you know how bad things really are. Yeah, that was like that episode dropped like 10 years ago, dude. So, like, if they wanted to, yeah, oh, let's clear this house. They just bring this box out with these swarmer drones, and here you go. It sends it in. They automatically recognize. I mean, that was the technology now. I'm sure they just go in the front door and scan, and then as each room, and they're updating each other like the freaking Borg, right? Everybody knows where everybody's at once these things start communicating and going through here. And, What's all that movie series with uh, the districts and the capital and all that? Oh, come Hunger on. Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, it's like they don't have shit on this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hunger Games is interesting, too, because they use like uh, Xeno Warfare in that. What do you, what's Xeno Warfare? The clones and Chimera th- stuff. They have those uh, hornets that have like they're bio-engineered bio yeah, yeah. to give you that certain type of poison or whatever. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, tracker jackers are genetically engineered wasps whose venom causes searing pain, powerful hallucinations, and, in extreme cases, death. But yeah, they make you like hallucinate and shit. Yeah, they have all types of different bioengineered animals to fight against or that fuck shit up more and stuff in the area. The, the angels sinned against the plants and the animals. Yes. Interesting. Well, meanwhile, right. you've got all these rich people building bunkers. Yeah, billionaires are building bunkers in New Zealand and shit. In Hawaii. Yeah. Fucking wild, dude. Yeah, and now they're saying there's direct energy weapon 
Yeah, what capabilities did, did you what see did that? What did the UK just test? Some anti-missile technology that's a direct energy weapon. It's like, yeah, laser, just a straight laser, right? Do do Yeah. Like some uh, War Games 80s movie shit. Except no one would life. ever think of equipping that to a drone and doing a flyby with it at no. all. That would no. just be barbaric. <laughs> but again, this is technology they keep telling us about. I can remember seeing this in the 90s. It was mounted on um, destroyers as anti-missile um, and anti-barrage weapons oh, that yeah. could take out it. Something before it even hits. Yeah, it, looked were, like, it looked like a really weird telescope, like two two barrel yeah. telescope type thing. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, they were talking about rail guns and shit back then, even too. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So should we move on to the next foreign policy? I think we should. All right, Drew sounded excited about this one. So moving on to off the press, cargo ships being rerouted extra thirty five hundred miles. To avoid Red Sea Houthi attacks. January 21, 2024. Who in the heck? No name. Anyway. Hundreds of cargo ships are being rerouted around the southern tip of Africa to avoid the dangers of Houthi attacks in the Red Sea, according to experts. The Red Sea is the entrance to the Suez Canal, correct? Sure is. So, yeah, that's the precise reason that there is a Suez Canal, right? Right. Uh, also, the waters off of Cape Horner, notoriously bad, right? Yeah. Lots of great whites down there. Is that where the sea, sea monsters are at, mostly? What are you talking about? On the flat earth? No, man. <laughs> what? You don't believe in sea monsters? Come on. Well, yeah. There's tons of documentaries out there. Yeah, about giant that. squids were supposed to be a myth until just a few years ago. Yeah. Right? Anyways. Yemen's Houthi rebel group have, since November, been targeting vessels passing through the Strait of Bab al-Mandab, a 20-mile-wide channel that separates northeast Africa from Yemen on the Arabian, Arabian Peninsula. They have used an array of weapons, including, hi, including hijackers, missiles, and drones, in response to Israel's war on Hamas, steering clear of the Red Sea and taking a detour around the Cape of Good Hope, adds around 3,500 nautical miles and 10 to 12 days of sailing each trip to each trip. The additional miles require extra fuel. And of course, you, you know, we can all talk about the economic impact of that. Yeah, they're passing those savings on the consumer. That's exactly right. That instant 30 to 40% jump in cost of living. Yep. Yes. Yes. Paying for another 3,500 nautical miles. We got to pay for all the man hours on those guys on the boats too. Okay? That's right. So, and pretty soon we're probably going to have to start paying for security forces to be on those fucking ships. We do know that the Houthis are awful mad too, right? They've been getting bombed by the Saudis for a while. I think like 300,000 dead, half of them from just starvation and not getting water and whatnot. What? Sanitation over no. the past five years. CNN would have told me if there was such a humanitarian <laughs> crisis yeah. like that going on. And then there was the, uh, what was his name? Abdullah Rahman. Alalaki. He was a 15-year-old boy. Oh, yeah. Born in Denver, Colorado. And uh, he was guilty of the crime of uh, his father. Being a uh, alleged terrorist. Being somebody's son. And he was, yeah, hellfire missiled off of a predator drone while he was having tea. By uh, in Yemen. Barack Obama's administration. By, by the Obama administration, yeah. So... So I can imagine why the Yemens would be pissed in America. Right. Or Israel. <laughs> or Israel. We've got the same issue here in Australia. We've got a large population of Lebanese Australians. 
they came here during the Lebanese Civil War and naturally they've got a lot of family over there and we had a similar situation, an Australian man who was drone-striked by association with his brother. So he just so happened to be at the same location, not a terrorist himself, no evidence to suggest he is, but he was killed by an Israeli predator. Wow. Wow. And that's just cool. That's fine. Yeah. You know, Australian citizens just being murdered. I People I have talked to about this actually, like a lot of the time, pretty much consistently, what they'll muster up is, well, I, I mean, I'm for them killing terrorists all the time, man. It's just why just I gave up my rights. Kill them all. It's like, this kid was 15 and he was born in Denver, dude. Like a trial. Yeah. A youth detention center or something, maybe. I don't know. Have uh, SEAL Team 6 go nab this kid and put a bag over his head and or bring no. him to Quantico or Most something. Most people, they go straight to the, well, he was probably being groomed to be the next leader of a terrorist cell. <laughs> I've heard that mm-hmm. one, too. I'm like, you can't you can't even sit. Like, really? And speculate all day. Yeah. Or he could have been the fucking guy that cured cancer. Who knows? But he's dead. That's right. Even yeah. the stuff that came out about the Irani special forces taking out or claiming back the uh, cargo ship, the oil tanker that was in the <laughs> Gulf there. And, right. Oh, they're, they're out of hand. The Iranians are starting to take ships over. I'm like, yeah, it was their ship. Yes, we stole <laughs> yeah, it from them first. That's right. We stole it from them first. That's right. And pumped all the oil out of it. Yeah. Stole their oil. And I'm just like, well, it sucks. You guys were in the wrong place at the wrong fucking time. This here is our sea. Yeah. This here is our canal. <laughs> Even though it's nowhere near. From sea our to shining sea doesn't mean east coast to west coast, it means the Gulf. <laughs> yeah. And this here is our ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now get the fuck out of my country. You ain't gonna be cooking your flatbreads in your tandoori oven on oh. this bad boy no more. Yeah, that's the craziest part about it. Well, we just did a show that's gonna be dropping before this one about on the border. Some immigrants died trying to cross the river at this section where the Texas National Guard took over. Eagle Pass. Yeah, and, and the Border Patrol was trying to be like, they wouldn't let us get down there and help them out. They, we were trying to save these immigrants, and the Texas Border or Texas National Guard wouldn't let us in. Then come to find out, these guys were dead before the Border Patrol even knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, we're not laughing at the fact that there were dead people. Yeah, we're no, but... Yeah, the just the absolute insanity when it comes to gaslighting and and complete asinine behavior. Yeah, we shouldn't be surprised, you know, at this point. But it never ceases to amaze you, does it? Not at all. It's it's the idea now that they're kind of pivoting. They're trying to get involvement in the Middle East more by trying to appeal to people. Oh, you're you know, it's going to be harder to live because all this traffic on the ocean is. It's not going through that part of the world anymore because these Houthi rebels, we might just have to give Yemen some freedom. That's right. And that's where they're they're definitely going with this. Like the whole idea that this wasn't singly a US result in attacking the the rebels. It was the British, Virus Association, Australia, Canada. All these nations are jumping on board to, you know, chomping at the bit to get involved in something that we've seen repeat twice in the past 30 years. Of course. To no success. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, even Hillary Clinton's ass said it. She's like, we've done this before, and it backfired on us. Yeah. Well, so we do know that for the past, like, week, we have been bombing Houthis in Yemen. Yeah. In fact... Not um, we, the, our government. Our government, yeah. I don't... I'm not a pilot. But uh, Biden was asked about this, and he flat out admitted it's having no effect, but we're just going to keep bombing them anyway. It's having no effect. But we're going to keep bombing them anyway. What, are we just hitting sand? 
I don't know. But these these Yemen Yemenis are in front of it, in front of the sand that we keep trying to bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to love how community notes on Twitter and um, Instagram and all these things, people are starting to game the system. So people will make a claim on their post saying that uh, the Yemeni forces managed to destroy the USS Liberty. And then a little com- little bubble come up. Fact check. The USS Liberty was attacked by Israel in 1965. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that on, on Twitter, too, and Instagram. Um, nobody yeah. wants to talk about it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like... Well, people won't believe you if you say it. That's, their, that's yeah. why the fact checks are doing it for us now. But, like, I mean, just to a guy at work or something like that, they think you're crazy, dude. <sighs> Not America's greatest ally. No way. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I mean, given your profession, Drew, like, can you even have conversations with uh, co-workers about certain things? This is the interesting thing. It's all aspects of this, like all things, are politically weaponized. That the union, the teachers union in Australia, the AU, they heavily backed support of like a free Palestine. And there was this unofficial memo that went out that had um, teachers, if they wanted to show support, they could wear a a niqab or they could wear some kind of a Middle Eastern shawl around their neck what? to show support, to show support for, for, for Palestine. Palestine. Sorry, support for Palestine. For people who have no reason or they have no idea why <laughs> they would be supporting Palestine. Right. Yeah, exactly. They've weaponized the lefties on this and at the same time they've pissed off the right side of politics going, oh, teachers shouldn't be doing this, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, let's, let's just really look at this. Why is someone trying to get people to do this? Right. On the other end, why is it happening in the first place? Take a bird's eye view on this, people. It's not so reductionist as being an Israel or Palestine thing. You have to look at what's really going on. It's it's nuts. And most people wouldn't have two things to say about it. Either they'd be like they'd be on one side of Israel is an occupying nation, they shouldn't be doing this. Right. They're colonizing that part of the world. And then you've got the, the defenders of Israel. Like, oh, Israel has a right to defend itself. I'm a proud Zionist. God gave them that land. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, that's got to be interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty divisive issue, but it seems to me to add to the divide and conquer, you know, formula. It seems to sort of fit that blueprint. And they've gotten the whole quote-unquote civilized world to be divided on these issues it's not just in our country or right. in australia and it's this re- is in canada it's reduced UK. it's reduced down to a 24-hour news cycle where people just have like a sentence or two that they can just kind of like regurgitate and you can't sit in the middle you, if you sit in the middle and you try to look at it objectively and like pull it apart and see what's going on you're thrown into one or two camps you're yes. either a zionist or you're a jihadist. Yeah. <laughs> What's worse, if you're if you're right wing and people know you're right wing and you've had everything in common with them for the past three years, but you say one bad thing about Israel, right? You're a jihadist or you're a neo-Nazi you all of a sudden. Oh yeah, I've had some crazy conversations about this. Yeah, it's wild. Well, even uh, you know you know the guys over at Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies, don't you, Drew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were saying like people that they've been in the podcast game with for a while, all of a sudden were just like, you guys are zionist haters and nazis and we're done with you when they were just like maybe uh maybe what happened here on october 7th isn't quite what we were told it was right and they were immediately Not like exactly kosher yeah they yeah they immediately got like demonized i'm like that's crazy though 
Yeah, and you remember how we also reported that Mossad had prior intelligence of this? Yeah. Nobody's talking about that. There was journalists embedded yeah. with fucking... <laughs> well, they created <laughs> them. We, when the Netanyahu attack happened. said, we control how high the flame burns or something like that in, in the context of Hamas. I think America's got a bit more of a unique kind of state on this because the evangelical Christian yeah. movement is so big in America compared to anywhere else in the world that there's these people that will would die for Israel. But yeah, I think you've all seen the meme where it's a guy sitting there, I'd die for you, I'd do anything for you, but you're my greatest ally. And then it looks back at like a, a Sephardic Jew and he's looking at him saying, I hate you with every fiber of my being. It's like the battered wife analogy that one group or one nation state or one political ideology that we call Zionism can be for itself, which I'm not against. Everyone should have the right to nationality and protecting yourself. But when that starts impacting other countries and um, destabilizing other countries around the world to protect yourself, that's an issue. Right. And a lot of people don't seem to realize that. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Like you said, that you can't societally i guess you can't take the middle ground because then there is no middle ground in the majority of people's eyes you're either hot or cold well, you're not allowed you're not allowed to have a middle ground because we've been conditioned to have statements like you don't talk about politics or religion at the dinner table yeah it's right. like, what, not polite conversation what else is there to talk about well, yeah really the things that matter most in life right. religion and politics and you'll never find middle ground unless you have those conversations. By not having them, people get entrenched on their sides, and that's where you get the whole idea of groupthink or yes. echo chambers. Echo chambers. Because people yeah. aren't having conversations. Well, in their minds, they are having conversations because they're going to that echo chamber on Reddit. True. Or, or, or on Twitter or whatever. Television programming. Right. They're just having no, the shit I'm crammed. so sorry. I forgot I forgot a conversation was jumping online and calling someone a bigot or a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they do that on Facebook, then they go to Reddit in the <laughs> echo chamber and they're like, you will never and they screenshot everything and then all their friends are like, You're totally right. That guy is a bigot. <laughs> you, what you should do Look is Look at him, he's white. Yeah, you should bathe yourself in some ice cream and have a whole large pizza to yourself. And just like Joy Reed after the caucuses, calling all the Iowans. But, you know, I feel like the important sort of data point, and, and you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight, is that these, these are white Christians, that this is a state that is overrepresented over by white Christians that are going to participate in these caucuses, yes. especially tonight. They see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country, and Trump has promised to give it back to them. So basically, yeah, that's what she turned it into. It is a white evangelical state. I was been a swing state forever. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever color you are, uh, if you want to come up here and survive this past week with us, you're more than welcome to. What do you it's mean? Like, oh, fucking our fault that I was mostly white. I don't. I don't know what to do about it. Most people that move here from other places fucking hate it. So I don't know what to tell you. They no, but you do. There are some people that move here and love it. Yeah, it's true. Our state is you either love it or you hate it. It's true. If you don't like it, most people leave. We're totally cool with it. Yeah. But most Iowans, dude, I'm going to tell you this right now, pretty down-to-earth guys. You can usually have a conversation with people about yeah. stuff. For the most part. For the most part, yeah. But, you know, we still have our we have our issue areas. Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, Davenport. Yeah, to name a few. Thank you. Iowa, I want you to know I 
will keep doing what I have done my entire life. We came. We saw. <laughs> we died. <laughs> Throw a cackle in there, too. That sounded more like a Kim Reynolds cackle. Yeah, <laughs> we came, we saw, we killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Came? He, no, he, we came, we saw, he died, or whatever the fuck. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you're the Secretary of State, dude. At that what a point, psycho. At that point in her career, she already had so much blood on her fucking hands, did it matter? Well, what difference at this point does it make? Yeah. She she was like, uh, what's his name? We were just talking about him, that pastor with dead eyes at that megachurch down in Texas. What are you talking about? Joel uh, Steen? Oh, no. Oh, Kenneth that, Copeland. That, Kenneth that the guy Copeland. tries to blow the, the COVID away. COVID-19! COVID-19! I'll blow the wind of God on you. You are destroyed forever. And you will never be Yes, that guy right there that became a meme instantly. Yeah. We blew if, if there's you. The Antichrist on Earth. He's probably up there. Oh, he's gonna oh, be a false. He's a false prophet for sure. He flies in jets, dude. Have you ever seen anybody with the deadest eyes? Like he's straight out of Stephen King's It book when that kid sees the deadlights. Yeah, and then yeah. I really appreciate how, as if uh, tongues don't freak some people out enough, he just does like baby gibberish tongue looks. Yeah, that's that to me. His name is blotted out of the book of life, dude, because that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Well, all, that's not, all the shit that he's doing. In tongues. Yeah. Well, no, not just that. The way he's doing it, dude, yeah. like he's mocking it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Put your check in. Yeah. Hey, I've read. I've heard some stories about people speaking in tongues and other people being in the, within the congregation from a foreign country being like, "That was my language." Really. Yeah, I've never witnessed it, but I went to a church once yeah. and they spoke in tongue to me. Yeah. They were trying to get me to fall over like everybody else. Oh, was this back <laughs> in the uh, early 2000s? Yeah, the yeah. first assembly of God was the church. Yeah. And when the it's band would one. play, they had like Kleenex boxes set up by the stage cuz people were just bawling. Hey man, when you got to release stuff sometimes. But yeah, uh, two people were around me speaking in tongue and I didn't I they wanted to work. respond well, or what? I just went back and sat down. I'm like, and I told my mom, and she's like, "You're never allowed at that church again." <laughs> I've encountered that once. They had this big like evangelical movement gathering at one of our local basketball stadiums because they don't actually have any churches around here for the most part. And they did the whole going through the motions of laying your hands on people and casting out the demons. And the people that got up and were speaking in tongues, I'm like, that's just gibberish. You're not even speaking Aramaic. At least if you're going to fake it, go to the effort of learning something in that language to really try and sell it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, like what the Bible says. You can learn that. Also, it's supposed to be, there's supposed to be like a translator for when you're actually speaking in tongues too. Like, it's not meant for what most evangelicals use it for, right? Yeah, it just sounded like Beavis. Like if you read in the <laughs> if, you, if you read the book of Acts, yeah, you read the book of Acts. Like, yeah, speaking in tongues is is a gift of the Holy Spirit. But sure. it happened at the Pentecost, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just with anything else in the modern day church, dude. It's fake it to make it feel good, whispering, tickling of the ears, shit, right? Whispering sweet nothings. Yeah, 
I wanted to uh, step back, sacky back, just a second to something that Drew Let's. said um, about American evangelicals. And uh, I wanted to kind of add to that that something that, well, I mean, to me, it's obvious that they're not reading the Bible. And that is because the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, if you read the Bible, completely negated the, the need for the land of Israel. Yes. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's w- over. Would you, would you agree with that, Drew? I'd agree. We've got, we have Pentecostals in Australia as our evangelical Protestants. Oh, yeah, you guys got Hillsong. the same way. I've, um, I've gone air quotes toe-to-toe with them on their understanding of Scripture. And essentially, I've been told I'm not a Christian because I don't tithe. And I said, okay, well, tithing was a, a Judaic practice from all the other tribes to pay it to the Levites, and that was it. It's not actually intended for the modern-day church or the modern-day faith. Does Christ encourage looking after your fellow man and feeding the poor? Yes, but he, you don't need to pay money to an institution. Right. He no. tells you to take the cloak off of your back. He commands Dude, you. Exactly. You can do it in other ways. Take the cloak off your back. Yeah, take the cloak off your back. Give it to your brother. Uh, hey, you know a guy who's got a hole in his floor? I can get you a piece of plywood for that, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Right. right. Help you out. That That's tithing, I think. That's doing the Lord's work here when you're actually doing stuff for people. Putting your so own money little, into, and expecting nothing up. in return, though. That's the other thing. You can't do just exactly. go around doing shit and be like, well, I did this for you. You fucking owe me. That's <laughs> For one, you're just being an asshole. <laughs> Two, that's not what, uh, I don't think that's what the, the Lord meant. Put five bucks into the church this week. I'm so saved right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Catholics being like, are you a mobster? Have you murdered somebody? Well, if you give me like 10 grand to the church here. I'll pray for you. You can get into heaven still. Your sins are forgiven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind the M- dozen bodies. Yeah. MK Ultra victims like Whitey Bulger. Like, okay, here's a million bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I go? Can I get back to work? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can work all you want. You just got to come here every week and give us 10 grand. But it's so- almost like the Catholics are building up to the point where they're going to start selling people heaven bucks. We have to have so many heaven bucks to. Oh, get it will be a digital currency. In yeah. It will be. Here's to building up your treasures in heaven, sheep. Christ coin. Do Christ not, coin. Christ coin. Do not pass go. Go straight to hell. <laughs> yeah. You can't get into heaven unless you own Christ coin. Yeah. <laughs> Which ironically sounds a hell of a lot like what the ancient Egyptians had. When you died, you'd go to the the underworld and the god of death you'd have a set of scales and if you did too much bad things in your life it would go down but you could top it up with gold to balance it out to achieve the afterlife yeah Yeah. they're kind of tapping into this yeah and meanwhile jesus has said uh said uh, it's easier to fit a camel through the eye of a needle than Mm. for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven yeah can't buy your way into it i don't think he was saying that rich people can't get into heaven right he that was like uh parable being like you're not going to be able to buy your way into this one asshole. No. No. It's like p- learning an instrument. I can't just pay somebody, here's 50 bucks, and then I can play like Jimi Hendrix the next day. Doesn't work like that. Right. If yeah. only. But if they, only, hell yeah, dude. They buy it every time, though. The American evangelicals, they bend They bend to Israel, the modern state of Israel. Yeah. Like, a, like almost like prophecy is being fulfilled or something, and it's... Well, they... And I did for a while until I was finally educated on it. Yeah, that they do think that the UN creating, or not the UN, but the Geneva Convention creating. I mean, it was the UN that enforced it, right? 
the Geneva the are the um what was that act called where they created the land of I can't recall Israel. Uh, Balfour Declaration. There we yes, go. Yes, thank you. And then uh gave them all the best weapons known to the human ma- man and at nukes. that time, the nukes, humankind. Yeah, 300 nukes. And then they have the Samson protocol if they ever feel so threatened they just take the whole world out to protect themselves <laughs> or if they know they're going to be wiped out they'd take everyone else with them yeah well remember the iron dome system shit like that was right after 9-11 and another reason uh, the u.s was pushing for like israel needs this to defend themselves as well and all everybody in the u.n was pissed off at america for creating this iron dome system right do you guys remember this shit i don't dude it was very briefly do you remember that at all drew I do, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's pissed. And Bush is like, well, this is for to protect America's border against terrorists. And it's uh, for Israel to, to, to protect their borders against terrorists. And then everybody just shut the fuck up. They're like, oh, it's for Israel, too? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Our 51st and, state. And that was it, dude. It's like a little part of Texas over there. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the 51st state's going to be Saudi Israelia. Yeah, yeah, no shit. It's like a Hebrew speaking Galveston. I, I love it. The seafood's great. Yeah. <laughs> Their accent's so cute. It is. <laughs> Praise God. Oh man, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, wild uh, thing to witness over here. And then yeah, so like you've had conversations with people face to face about it as well, and it's just really interesting how that they're just regular people like you and i but they're just so like yes we have to back israel we have that's god's chosen people yeah still on the yeah and when you you get into the nuts and bolts of it and you're like okay, why do we have to back israel and they and they'll they'll go to you know is it's because of the end times prophecy and it has to happen i've gone okay i understand what you're saying but you realize they're trying to bring out their end times and they don't recognize jesus's Right. As God, right? You, they're trying to bring out their own Messiah, right. not our one. So but who then, are they trying to bring they, back? Then they circle back to, well, this is God's chosen people. Well, not not only men. And so we should support them. Right. I get, and I'm like, I know you said that, but they're like, no, that's, that's that, because God said. <laughs> I'm like, but these aren't even, but then you can't, dude. I have yet to have a conversation about this face-to-face with some of these older folks in my church about... Well, you do realize that the Israelites of ancient Hebrew are n- not even barely even DNA related to the Israelis of today. Yeah. Or, There's right? roughly 10% of Jews worldwide which have a direct lineage to the Levant. The rest of them are converts through either the Edomites or the Ashkenazis, which are Europeans. Right. Ashkenazis, that keeps coming up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, the Eastern European sect of uh orthodox judaism i mean they're the guys you see with the brim yeah. hats and- hey fun fact that miami uh ufo alien thing or whatever the fuck that happened a while ago their mall was owned by ashkenazi corporation or a- something ashkenazi acquisitions corporation. yeah that's what it was yes every time dude <laughs> we were like as soon as i sent that to the group we were just like get the fuck out it, of this is bullshit All it right. was spelled with a y <laughs> on the end instead of an i but yes yeah. you are correct was, we're just like moving on it's weird i mean it just makes you think anyways so that that just begs the question were we were people really seeing like six to seven foot tall black shadowy figures or was it just really tall rabbis 
<laughs> like in uh coming out of tunnels. No, dude, like coming out of tunnels and, and little and sewers and, and shit. little rascals. One of those three of them stacked yeah, up. You yeah, remember yeah, when they yeah, go yeah, to the bank? Yeah. Yeah. Six kids, hardworking father, honest and trustworthy, loan denied. Hello, my good man. Gentlemen, uh, have a seat. Yeah. Making a super jerk. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And we, we figured it out, gentlemen. We solved the mystery. All right. You're, you're welcome, Miami. Anyways, w- did we have anything else we wanted to address on this? Go- with the Well, uh, there's just another article about the fact that uh, we are being led by the Biden administration to a full-scale open-ended war against the Houthis in Yemen. January 21st, 2024, by Dave DeCamp again on antiwar.com. U.S. officials told the Washington Post on Saturday that the Biden administration is planning for a, quote, sustained military campaign against the Houthis that Biden has already said we're not doing anything against them. We're not having any effect. We're just going to keep doing it anyway, because that's we're not killing Houthis. We're killing Yemenis. Was it actually Einstein that said the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results? Results. I don't think that's that's what Webster says about it. And we quickly, within the space of what, is it a little over two months now or more since this kicked off in in Gaza that it was initially, we're just, we're 100 just days. 100 days? Yeah. Yeah. We've quickly gone from Netanyahu saying, we're just going in there, we're going to we're kill Hamas, we're getting rid of terrorists, and that's We're, we're going to get the to hostages openly, back. Yeah. To openly saying on Israeli television that, yeah, we're going in there and we're going to colonize Gaza, then the West Bank, and it's going to be all Israel. Yes. He's he's openly said there's no two-state solution anymore, yes. which we were sold on as the West. Uh, did I have an West article? Have told, oh, yes, no, there's a political gonna, one. It's going to be yeah. a two-state solution. It's fine. Right. And we're told that it's all about IDF going in, boots on the ground, going into Gaza, which they really haven't set foot in like the Americans did in the Middle East. At least, the American credit, you guys were kicking doors open and fashion uh, checks and snapping necks. From- the Israelis <laughs> are just yeah. bought. The Israelis are just using artillery and bombing the place to the frigging ground. Yeah, they're at the doing same hit time runs. as attacking. Yeah, at the same time as attack as attacking Lebanon, attacking Yemen. That's right. They're firing rockets everywhere. It's not just not Gaza anymore. Yeah, uh, Hezbollah in uh, southern Lebanon, northern Israel. They're kicking yeah. that stuff off there. In fact, uh, I do believe I, we have an article to go over in a bit about the uh, five four Iranian officers. And one Syrian that were killed in an Israeli missile strike in uh, Iraq, uh, Damascus. Oh, and uh, Syria. Syria. Yeah. Yeah, there's attacks and shit going on in Iraq right now again, too. Which is so bizarre. Like, what are they doing there? Are they still looking for Saddam's weapons? I mean, you talk about sitting ducks and More you watch Gilgamesh's artifacts. You watch John Kirby. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to get into it, but, but you, you look at John Kirby get on national television and just yeah we're being attacked like like it doesn't mean anything that we have 3500 troops in iraq still mm-hmm. at al-assad Air Base. that's another eye eyeless or soulless motherfucker you can see in his eyes yes absolutely John Kirby. is it a case of just leaving boots on the ground to assert capacity to prove that they were right like they're not willing to accept that iraq was a failure long in large scale if we've still got troops there it's fine we won we did it. <laughs> well, you just Where's the victor. <laughs> you just liked a repost of ours about uh who was it? Oh, it was the all of the failures of not all of them, but 
failures of the Iraq war coming out from David DeCamp on yeah. antiwar.com. So, I mean, I mean, we know. Yeah. Do you remember which person told us yellow cake uranium was being involved in Iraq? <laughs> yeah, Paul, Paul, Paul. Oh, wait, that was, wait, wait, wait. That someone's connected to the Israelis. Was he? And the person who did the research was an Israeli. That was, the information was provided by Israel to say that's that right, that That's right, that's right, that's right, yes. Yep. Liars. They got yellow cake for the reactors. Yeah. Yeah, we joke about it on our show. What if, what if Colin Powell actually had yellow cake in that vial and accidentally Man. dropped it? It's a CIA <laughs> vial. Special. <laughs> yeah, it's a special CIA vial where yellow cake can't leak out of it and kill me. So why were they so quick to pull out of Afghanistan? Or not so quick. Well, they were just following Trump's plan. Because yeah. that book, the Afghanistan Papers, was coming out. And they had to get out of there before they, the rest of the world actually found out that they're... Back when I went to Afghanistan in 2011, they already knew it was a complete failure and waste of time. They knew in, what, 2008 or 2009? Yeah, they were sending already sending reports up to the, the Pentagon. The, the whole Defense Department knew. Afghanistan was a fucking waste. But they're like, nope. We're going to stick to our guns on this one. Well, there's a funny 4channel um, conspiracy that I heard a while ago that the reason they pulled out of Afghanistan was because left-leaning media and uh, mass entertainment were going to try and get Sylvester Stallone to do another Rambo movie. And this was before the one he did where he was like a homesteader. The idea was he was going to go back to Afghanistan and he was going to look for the kid from the the third movie that he helped in that <laughs> no one. No way. But the bad, but the bad guys in this were going to be the American military industrial complex, and it wasn't active American troops. It was going to be like um, private no, military like contractors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was going to be fighting them to help wow. save the Afghanistan. Instead, he went back to like what was that Vietnam or Laos or something. Yeah. Wow, that's I did not know that. Did you was, did you say that was actually something on the cutting board? Supposedly, and they end up going with the whole one with the uh, cartels instead. A bit more palatable. Interesting. Hmm. But how many years were you guys in Iraq or were you in Iraq for? How long was the coalition there for in total? The U.S. coalition was there, what was that, 2003 to 2018? No. Is that the official date? 11? Well, do you remember when Obama had the whole TV show in like 2010 of the flag coming down and U.S. troops were withdrawing from Iraq and it was just a big TV production? They were still leaving tens of thousands of troops in the green zone. Yeah. Yeah. When was that? 2011. Okay. That was sure. 2011. Yeah, so back then. And then we were in Afghanistan right off the bat. 2000. Rock. 2001. September 9-11 happened. Oh, the net. Like, yeah. November. No we later like, than November. Yeah. Like. And that's when all the Marcus Luttrell ha stuff happened, right? Operation Red Wings or whatever. Yeah. Lone Warrior. Now, this is the interesting contrast. I think it's only NATO, the Anglo-American Empire, that are willing to have long, drawn-out occupations like that because ultimately it's good for the bottom dollar, for right. the weapons manufacturers, the military-industrial complex. I don't think Russia's prepared to stay in Ukraine like we did in Afghanistan for that long. I don't think they've got the stomach for that. They're just willing to... If it goes for any longer than they think it needs to, they're willing to just take the whole lot. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Well, they've learned as well. They're not as stupid as everybody over here, at least, says that they are. Yeah. They're, they're smart. And while we were spending 
trillions of dollars in uh, treasure, blood, over those almost 20 years, they were sitting back and learning. Yeah, I, I mean, know. They're way closer. Syria, I mean, they, they pretty much border, If I mean, with the Black Sea. And if you don't think they have their own Moabs already, you're fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, no shit. You know. Oh, the Zabomb. Look at the size of that. Zabomba. Yeah. 50 Dude, kilotons. You'd be surprised how many people that I've talked to that are still like, Russia's using USSR weaponry. They're so <laughs> stupid. That's, they don't have any of their shit. I'm like, you're right. They've been sitting back collecting trillions of dollars from Europe by selling them, selling them cheap gas for the last fucking 30 years, whatever, 40, 50 years, and watching the, the war on terror and all these NATO nations build up their militaries and do all this fucking fun and fancy shit, and you, they just sat back and did nothing, right? Just watched it all happen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's the wep- it's the weaponization of nostalgia. Like, the boomers have always grown up with the USSR being the bad guys. Yeah. And we've grown up with that virus association because of 80s and 90s television, where we see the likes of an Ivan Drago, <laughs> right. um, Rambo. Putin. We see all these bad guys running around that are, that are commies. Red Dawn. And we're kind of set up to- th- Yeah, Red Dawn. We're set up to think that that's all Russians could ever be. They're Putin wants to recreate the USSR. Which, honestly, yeah, yeah, sure it does. seems more like he, do- he doesn't want to uh, set up the czarist system, but he wants to sort of, like, bring back that historical greatness of Russia, right? Oh, he's a white hat. But like anyways, what, what were you saying, Drew? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just the weaponization of our, of our nostalgia of what people have been told to think Russians are. And you're absolutely right. We think of the USSR as technologically backwards. They can't compete with us. But they've got the fastest missiles in the world. They do. And we don't have them. The U.S. doesn't have them. NATO doesn't have them. They're, uh, they've continually updated their nuclear program, and the U.S. has let theirs lax. So their nuclear program in the way that they can deliver. and um, No, they had Chernobyl, and then they just stopped doing oh, nuclear yeah. stuff, yeah. dude. They just, no more nuclear. <laughs> well, yeah. Putin has so much as said that. He said, you know, I can't spend the amount of money that the United States does on military. There's no way to do it. And he says, so if they, you know, if some, and, oh, he, that was, uh, he was referring to, we know, our intelligence knows that they have nuclear, tactical nuclear warheads small enough to fit on Tomahawk missiles. He said, so what's the only thing that I can do when they're spending all this money, bolster my nuclear defense capability and offensive capabilities. So that's it. Exactly. Can you remember when um, Trump opened fire on was it um, Syria when he was in office? Oh yes. And yeah. Yep. The, the amount the Russian anti-missile defense system actually knocked like a third of that out of the sky, and they didn't have many there to begin with. So that in itself should tell you the level of technology the Russians are actually using. Yeah, and you're talking ten Amazing. years ago already too. So. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we blew up their pipeline, dude. So they can't they can't invest any more money into their stuff. That was a Ukrainian <laughs> sailboat. Oh yeah, it, it accidentally dropped a depth charge. Navy Ukrainian Navy SEALs on a sailboat. <laughs> yeah. Once again, you try to have a conversation with people about that, and they're, and you're like, you do realize there's only a small percentage of countries that have teams that are even capable of pulling off yeah. such a feat, and you're just like. Yeah. They look at you like you have a phallus hanging right off of your forehead. 
Oh, it was probably the Russians who did it to themselves. That's they right. did it to themselves. That's yeah. the best. Like Biden even said that. That's the best excuse. Oh, these guys did it to themselves because they're so stupid. Yeah, like you said right. earlier, the trillions of dollars. Yeah, they just yeah. want to cut that off because they're. He probably stupid. shot himself in the head to make it look like he was murdered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. He he got the old Clinton uh, shotgun suicide to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the two shotgun blasts in the chin. <laughs> <laughs> He clearly committed suicide. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I I mean, like I said, at one point I get it. I really get it. It's hard for for most folks that have never like those old people in the crowd at your Ron Paul caucus when you when you have that that speech there, Theo. Uh most people have never been confronted with this information and when they do, like it's hard to just be like, "Oh my god, I've been really lied to and made made a fool of." Right? My whole life. Well, especially when you get to that point. Everything is a lie. Dude, it's rough. You yeah. know? But at the same time, uh, we'll, we'll go with what Tim Moon said on our, team, on our show. You got to be a fucking adult. You yeah. got to be an adult. Just grow up. It's time to grow and up. It's detaching yourself away from the idea that we are the bad guys. It's not we. We aren't the government. We aren't the, yeah. the leaders of our countries. It's them. They're doing nefarious, shady, evil shit. Right. We're just the pawns that are ca- caught up in it. Yeah, and we and literally have zero pawn, control. You can do something. Yeah, exactly. We have none. One, but that's we do have some control. Stop being a pawn in the game, dude. I well, was a pawn when I joined, but I didn't know any better. You go get a job, dude. They're taking thirty three percent of your check right away. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's kind of reflected in the the military intake in the states at the moment. Now, no one really wants to join anymore. It's the well, lowest in what. It's the decades. Longest, it's the lowest. Yeah, exactly. Our last recording, we you TP you brought up the Breitbart article yeah, how about they're how they're baffled that the, the white kids aren't wanting to join. Well, and we also did that two part series on is the U.S. military too woke to wage war, right? And uh, and that we talked about all the DEI crap that they're pushing and how they've been lowering standards for individuals to be able to fit. So here's one thing. I don't know if you listen to those shows or not. Uh, Paying Drew. for transitions. Yeah. You can join the military. They can pay for your transition. And while you're on hormone blockers and all this other stuff. So leading up to the this actual surgery and then after the surgery, you can literally be on light duty. Not deployable. And undeployable your entire four-year stint of active duty. And, and you can go in as a guy or a girl and come out as a girl or guy. Whatever you want to do. And the entire time, you don't have to do any physical training. You don't have to go through pre-deployment training. You don't even have to worry about being deployed anywhere. You just hang out in an office somewhere and chill while your dick shrivels up. So and it, this you, isn't the level of Frankenstein monsters my wildest dreams imagine the U.S. military had. A bunch <laughs> of trannies walking around. I thought it'd be stuff like Dogmen. Right. And super soldiers. Cyborg. But Island of, of Dr. Of, Moreau. Bunch of, bunch yeah, a bunch of dudes with their dicks chopped off. That's what you've got. <laughs> yeah, and uh, men walking around with scars on their chest and no dicks. The Navy Times reported on January 26, 2024, that the U.S. Navy will allow those without a high school diploma, or GED, to enlist. As long as they score 50 or higher in the Armed Forces Qualification Test. Is the Australian military doing anything like allowing transgenders in or anything no, like this? No, it's, um, you can tell you're gearing up to war when the Australian recruitment ads are predominantly all white, strong, fit-looking men. <laughs> oh, 
the the army started doing that now since their white recruiting yeah. numbers are down. It's kids from Kentucky now and Texas and Ohio. We tend to always be a little bit behind what happens culturally with you guys, but it's predominantly still your average Anglo-Saxon male that goes into the Australian Defence Force. You're starting to get a lot more um, Southeast Asian, Indians, subcontinental um, background people, but predominantly it's still men of the Anglo persuasion. And not a lot of that woke stuff, which is, is good. Um, there's a lot of um, uh, NCOs and a lot of ranks that have been appointed to women for diversity sake and oh uh, yeah that's happened that a lot met, too there's nothing huge in regards to i'm going to go in as michael and come out michelle <laughs> <laughs> we had a few high pro- few high profile um leaders in our defense force like general <laughs> generals and lieutenant colonels and stuff like that that were going down transgender routes but nothing mainstream of we're going to pay for your surgery and you can have all this and that and you don't have to do active duty. Did you have that like... That seems like the point where it's fallen completely in your guys' regard. Did you have like bondage dog masks or anything? <laughs> no, we don't have that. <laughs> did you ever hear about that? Oh, you, yes. Oh, my God. You fairy patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel. Yeah. Uh, or a colonel. He's one or the other. Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. And so... Now, to the brilliant idea in our country to make up for our low recruit numbers is uh, all these illegal immigrants coming in. We'll just give them, uh, we'll give them uniforms and secret clearances. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that sounds a lot like what the Romans did with the the barbarians, and that worked out really well for them. Super well. Not. Yeah, right before the Romans got their dicks cut off, shoved in their mouth, and they got beheaded. Nice, nice, nice mental image there. Hey, that, that's what happened. Most of them. <laughs> the other ones just converted to the Roman Catholic Church, and here they are today. Well, should we move on to the next article? Please do. Gentlemen. Okay, we're going to go to this AP World News article. Israeli's military campaign in Gaza seen as among the most destructive in recent history, experts say. How do we start getting these expert paychecks? Because, I mean... This is what we've been saying, right? We're just a couple of guys in Iowa. Just We don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, this is by Julia Frankel, January 11th, 2024, Jerusalem. The Israeli military campaign in Gaza, experts say, now sits among the deadliest and most destructive in recent history. In just over two months, researchers say the offensive has wreaked more destruction than the raising of Syria's Aleppo between 2012 and 2016, Ukraine's Mariupol, or, proportionally, the Allied bombing of Germany in World War II. Wow. Holy shit. We got great literary works like the Slaughterhouse Five out of that and stuff, and the Israelis are... <laughs> They're going big or going home, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's terrible, man. That is terrible. Sorry not to laugh about that. No, but- that's not what we're doing. It has killed more civilians than the U.S.-led coalition did in its three-year campaign against the Islamic State group. Isn't that wild? In oh, 100 it's a days. It's lot to conceptualize, too. You have to compare, well, comparing apples and oranges, 100 days, indiscriminate bombing. It wasn't surgical. It wasn't door-to-door. It wasn't routing out radicals. Hospitals, it's schools. It's just been bombing. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> wild. And y- you kept hearing about hospital after hospital. After hospital, 
aid workers, journalists being hit. Well, these... It's, Ham- it's because it's because Hamas hides in the hospital. Yeah. They have to target them. They're setting up their missile silo sites right next to the hospitals, and so we have to do it. We can see their poom site from on top of the hospital building. I think I've got an idea how I can get you guys that expert little notoriety and payments out of your show when you talk about this war stuff. Please do. Theo needs to dye his hair purple, put some rouge on, a little <laughs> bit of lipstick. He, he, her, and, you know, you're bound to get some kind of job with, like, uh, <laughs> some New York newspaper or something along those lines. Did you ever see Bozo the Clown when you were a kid? Yeah. For, out of Chicago, <laughs> WGN? I would look like Bozo. I would look like Bozo. It would be fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so I'm bald, but my hair is so thick that it just grow, grows, like, straight out. <laughs> It doesn't go down, and it's coming straight out of his collar and everything, his back hair. <laughs> and it's, it's, that, that would not be good, Drew, but thank you very much. Oh, that would be terrifying. That's hilarious. It'd be funny. Yeah, thanks for the the advice, but I think we might have to pass on yeah, that one. Yeah. We appreciate it, though. That wouldn't be very comfortable. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't get that. Uh, just the you know, putting lipstick on is fucking it's making rude. me want to me throw up right now. What? Stunning and brave. What? <laughs> so stunning and brave. Yeah. Tuck it. Don't you fuck me. Don't fuck me. Don't fuck me hard. Don't fuck me hard. <laughs> And all right, so that that song is uh, "Goodbye Horses" by Lazarus. I yeah, just one of those quirky things. It's playing right now. I found it. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Sorry not to ruin everybody else's night. Sorry to ruin your Black Panther party. Yeah. So uh, the Israeli military has said little about what kinds of bombs and artillery it's using in Gaza. Sounds like white phosphorus in certain scenarios. Maybe even some cluster bombs. Right. No confirmations, but I wouldn't put it past them. But from blast fragments found on site and analysts of strike footage, experts are confident that the vast majority of bombs dropped in the besieged enclave are, get this shocker, U.S. made. Wow. Well, no shit. Imagine my shock. What are they going to do? Drop Uzis on them? It's like (laughs) Scooby-Doo and Fred pulling the mask off. I would have got away with it if it wasn't for these mangy kids. Yeah. And meddling bastards. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm totally just shocked right now. But uh American yeah. made and Jewish owned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They say the weapons included two thousand pound bunker busters. That's nine hundred kilograms for you there, uh, Drew. So don't Thank you me. have some experience with five hundred pound bombs? Me? Yeah. Well, yeah, seeing them get dropped. What does one of those do? <laughs> what do you think it does? <laughs> Blow stuff up. Didn't you have to open your mouth so your teeth didn't? No, that wasn't me, but I saw that happening. Yeah, because some officer's like, this here is Viet fucking Nam. So he called in a danger close on one of those 500 pound bombs. It totally unnecessary. Just yeah. some dude glory. Yeah, just endangered huh? everybody's life. And my buddy down there, the engineer, was like, are you kidding me? He's like. <laughs> All right, open your mouths. Don't have your teeth clench when this bomb hits because they're like 100 yards away in this what? ditch. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
He was like, I'm never going on patrol with this fucking guy again. This is stupid. Wow. Anyways. You just yeah. know he's like, ah, oh, it's going to be a great story when I get yeah. out of the VA. I'm yeah. going to put it on my resume when I get my job. With- this is how I lost my <laughs> hearing. <laughs> and now I'm a greater at Walmart. But then yeah. you got to wait in line for the <laughs> dick cutting. That's eh, all right. He's 100% disabled. He's okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm. Anyways. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those bunker busters have killed hundreds in densely populated areas. Yeah. You want to know why? Because explosions don't give a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. Indiscriminate bombing. Equal opportunist killer. A lot of the deaths that occur out of this are civilians. There's the initial blast site, but then there's the wave in which the shockwaves go out and liquefy organs if you're in close yes, proximity. Yes, sure. I think people really conceptualize how dangerous these things are. You can avoid the initial explosion. But if you're still close enough, you're absolutely cactus. If you're close enough, you could be inside cover and the blast wave could shoot into your cover and bounce off the concrete walls that you're inside of and can tear your organs apart inside of you, being completely away from the blast zone. Just if the the energy waves ricochet the correct way. If you're close enough to the... Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's it's nasty shit. Well, you could also... Yeah, I mean, ballistics of rounds, too, going through a body, you know... This it's is, not yeah. necessarily it can miss everything, but if the round, you know, the energy punk, you know, screws your oh, liver, the, explodes yeah. your liver or something. Yeah, it hits you in the right spot or it can miss all of it. I mean, but yeah. No, yeah. This uh, helps explain a lot of the bodies that you see in the footage, and a lot of people say, Oh, they're actors, they're lying down, they're faking it. Well, <laughs> they don't have any actors. discernible injuries. Right. Because their organs are mush. It's soup inside their body right now. They Me- ain't surviving that. I'm Meanwhile, sorry. there's rivers of blood coming out of their fucking ears because yeah, that's ears, their yes, that's their, their fucking brain. <laughs> yeah. Coming Gray out. Gray matter. Yeah. Well, but they're fully intact. They're fine. They're just laying down. Yeah. That's fake. That's totally fake. Oh, yeah, dude. I know. It's insane. You know what I mean? The article continues with the Palestinian death toll in Gaza surpassing 20,000. What was the date on this? We're past 25. Yeah, I saw 25,000 recently. I've got an updated one from the Euromed Human Rights Monitor. Yeah, why don't actually why don't we take this opportunity for you to go through all that data? Yeah, and this was on January 19th. It says day 105. Okay. 32,246 killed. My goodness. 62,634 injured. 115 were journalists. 1.9 million displaced. Wow. 72,000 completely destroyed homes. 190 partially, 190,000 partially destroyed homes. Juan, so when you think about that, though, those homes are housing at least, mostly of them are at least two people probably. If not multiple families, yeah, multiple because families. Gaza is so fucking yeah. tight and so many, so much population in such a dense area. You bet. Uh, One hundred and sixty-nine press headquarters, three hundred and twenty-six damaged schools. That's the best place to bomb schools. The well, terrorists always hide well, in schools. School shootings, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> schoolyard yeah. shootings. We got a, we got a two thousand pound bomb here. No kids gonna sco- shoot up this school. Because it's fucking gone. Or the IDF, yeah. 1,690 destroyed industrial facilities. That's what Gaza needs. You don't got to go to work. Stay at home. Uh, 247 damaged mosques. Three churches. 657 healthcare professionals. 
208 healthcare facilities. That in, that's 24 hospitals, 62 clinics, and 127 ambulances. Wow. 199 heritage sites, 167 civil defense workers, and 2,350 detainees forcibly disappeared. Forcibly disappeared. That's what it says. <laughs> Is that like collateral damage? Like another term for <laughs> we fucking no, dude. That's uh, <laughs> murdered them. No, that's kicked Arnold. them off the boat. They after made, we shot them in the back of the head. They made an Arnold Schwarzenegger did a movie about it. They made a movie Eraser. <laughs> You've just been erased. You've just been erased. <laughs> You've been forcibly disappeared. <laughs> You've been forcibly disappeared. <laughs> Get your ass out of the chopper. But we're above water. <laughs> or like last week's episode. Where they were just burying people in the back of that police station. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that was a prison. Yeah. A prison. Drew, Outside did you hear Jackson. about that? There was uh, 215 bodies found in unmarked graves behind a prison in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Christian Reindeer Rantcast sent me that. Pretty wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet he's on that. He's got to be pretty close. Yeah, to Jackson. Oh, yeah. Pretty crazy. Should we move on to this next article here? Chris is originally from Iowa, too. Yeah. Well, just to go back, one of those three churches that was uh, blown up is one of the oldest Christian churches. In the world. was one of the oldest Christian churches in the world. Wow. That's something that American evangelicals don't realize, too, is that you're taking out some of, like, the oldest lineage of practicing Christians in the world right now as well. And uh, who cares? They attack Israel, I guess. Uh, they're, they're brown Christians. They don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is white. <laughs> Yes. Blonde hair, blue eye. That's right. <laughs> He's wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah. Holding an AR-15. Looks like a Scandinavian boy. That's right. <laughs> well, he looked like Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> With <And> that- the beard. <laughs> <laughs> With the beard, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. We need a... We need we need some AI pictures of this. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren as don't Jesus. Do yeah, don't do dude. that. <laughs> don't do that. Iraq. This should be the show art. <laughs> oh, heresy. Anyways, all right. This next one, Politico. Netanyahu says he has told U.S. he opposes Palestinian state. In any post-war scenario. But no, he always supported a two-state solution. Mm, not anymore. This is... That's misinformation. Yeah, misinformation. You are remembering wrong, sir. <laughs> yeah, you have remembered incorrectly. Yeah, this is uh, January 18th, 2024, by Associated Press. Gaza Strip. Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Thursday he has told the United States that he opposes the establishment of a Palestinian state as part of any post-war scenario, underscoring the deep divisions between the close allies three months into Israel's assault on Gaza, aiming to eliminate its Hamas rulers that they put in place. Yeah, and funded their tactic in trying to eliminate the Hamas rulers is just take out everybody. By take out the Hamas rulers, we mean kill life everywhere. Yeah. Schools. Yeah. The U.S. has called on Israel to scale back its offense and said that the establishment of Palestine's state or Palestinian state should be part of the, quote, day after. 
And like we kind of said right off the bat, dude, I we don't see Netanyahu, the state of Israel, stopping at all. No, I don't think so. I am surprised, though. We were wrong yeah. about that. We were, we figured that they would have the total full support of uh, the U.S. Yeah, but, and the media apparatus. But surprisingly, there have been some holdouts in mainstream media. Yeah. So we were wrong about that. Right about Netanyahu still wanting to turn it into a sheet of glass. But it's still like it's all for the wrong reasons. Like we mentioned earlier, like, uh, you know, like Drew mentioned in the, the union with all the, you know, the Palestinian support and whatnot. They have no damn reason or, or idea why. Right. So same thing in that scenario. They have no idea why they're wiping them out. Well, no, like the people that listen to the media and the media that is so, sort oh, of supporting yeah. Palestine. It's like it. It's almost you're, you're so uh, cynical that it's like it can't be for the right reasons, right? They don't know why they're supporting Israel or Palestine or Palestine, vice versa. But yeah, there has been some of that support. The kids on the college campuses have no re- idea why. It's just rent a crowd for the most part. They jump from one thing to the other. These are the same people that were Black Lives Matter. Yes. The same people who are protesting for trans rights. And it's quite ironic that the people that advocate for the, the alphabet people, the LGBTQI plus community, yep. are pro-Palestinian, um, which in itself isn't bad, but I don't think they realize how many rooftop parties they'd be getting if they ever went there. <laughs> right treated the best which they? is the most ironic part like you stupid shitheads don't even know anything yeah that's right but the university students are so learned they know exactly what they're talking about i have a piece of paper saying i learned something i saw a video of a young jewish lady on a college campus you know probably 19 20 21 and she was in tears because a blm guy was waving a palestinian flag like, oh, you had no idea, huh? Huh? A lot of these people don't want to see you in Israeli state at all. But when the Black Lives Matter protests were going on, you were all for it, weren't you? Right. You know, not, hey, we're not saying anything about Black Lives Matter. We've spoke our piece about how their leadership manages money and buys mansions in Topanga Canyon up up the hill from Malibu <laughs> with, with your money. To help but fight poverty. That's been our criticism of them. But something similar happened here. There's a, a prominent Jewish businessman who's the head of the Australian Zionist Jewish organization, whatever the hell they call themselves. Very influential. He's the man who's the architect of the voice campaign, which tried to get an indigenous treaty signed through, which would remove Australian rights and essentially create new nation states that were under indigenous rule. That, but he's also that we talked about on our previous recording, right? Yeah, that's right. And he's also the man who's behind the architect behind trying to prevent Australian flags and merchandise being sold for Australia Day, saying it's racist and it shouldn't be allowed. So he's actively a one-state solutionist for his own people, but at the same time doesn't give a shit about anyone else's national sovereignty. It's a weird dialectic to be in as a, as a self-proclaimed Zionist like himself. It's inter- all about their own nation state. It's but interesting they don't how care it happens that way. States. Yeah. Wild how it happens that way. And uh, it's almost like, uh, show me the motive and I'll, I'll show you the crime, right? Well, what's this guy's yeah. motives for for his double standard? I'd love to hear. What do you got? Our final article. An Israeli airstrike on the Syrian capital killed at least five Iranian advisors, officials say. AP 
by Albert Aji and Basim Maru. January 20th, 2024, Damascus, Syria. An Israeli strike on the Syrian capital of on Saturday destroyed a building used by the Iranian paramilitary Revolutionary Guard, killing at least five Iranians. Syrian and Iranian state media reported. The Syrian army said the building in the tightly guarded western Damascus neighborhood of Mazeh was entirely destroyed, adding that the Israeli Air Force fired the missiles while flying over Syria's Israeli-occupied Golan Heights. They had hmm. the or that armor war against Syria and Golan Heights in like I can't remember seventies or eighties. Yeah, the Israeli military did not comment. Tight-lipped on that one. That's weird. A uh, drone strike a few hour late, hours later on a car near the uh, southern Lebanese port city of Tyre killed two people. That was in the Bible, wasn't it? Tyre? I'm sure. Somewhere. I think so. Uh, where the heck was I? Including Hezbollah member. Who were in the vehicle and two people were in a nearby orchard. Well, that's nice. An official with the group and Lebanon State News Agency said one of those killed was Ali... Haruj, a local Hezbollah commander, said the official who spoke on condition of anonymity in line with regulations without giving further details. So, once again, and going back to the article we read before, I do not see Netanyahu stopping at the Gaza Strip. West no, Bank. already got people in the West Bank starting to clear people out. You yes. That's been happening for decades. Yeah, I think we mentioned that too. In that region. They need Jerusalem. They need the Temple on the Mount for the building, yeah. the rebuilding of the Third Temple. They already have the. Well, well they've, they've go, already got it built. They just need to yes. lift it up there. So yes, they've got all the components ready to go. They've got the the red heifers there ready for the sacrifice. It's everything. Very interesting. They have everything prefabbed. All the stuff for the interior are sitting in warehouses, ready to go. They have a whole society set up for the rebuilding of the Third Temple, and they've been taking in money. Since like the 60s or 70s or whatever. The Temple Institute began preparations for the rebuilding of the Third Temple in 1987. Efforts to see this become a reality in the 21st century have been slowly progressing. I, I can't remember the exact name of the contracting company that's responsible for, for designing, building, and, and eventually when they do put it up, it's this company that got the contract for it. It's a name along the net, along the... It's, is it Hiram uh, Abiff? Hiram Abiff Construction? Uh, <laughs> is it Ashkenazi Construction? Uh, it's it's named after Solomon. So, like, the idea of Solomon rebuilding it. It's either Solomon and something else, which I think was a link to one of the demons that he bound to build the first temple. Really? And have named the construction company after it. Well, you know who Hiram, Ab double check what it Hiram is. Abiff is, right? I do. I don't. <laughs> Hiram Abiff is... That's the... Uh, third degree master mason the main character of the third degree master story when you're getting initiated we went over this on the disney oh, okay yeah you were really drunk though damn it but uh hiram biff was the master architect of solomon's temple so he would have been the one controlling the demons allegedly that helped yeah. build the temple all right and he gets murdered in the story of the third third degree because these other three masons want the knowledge to help build the temple but Hiram Biff wouldn't give it up so they whacked him schwacked him there's a massive power struggle right now as well in the Nesset it sounds like 
the uh, Israeli legislature. Oh, um, is that why Netanyahu was trying to pass shit where he's like, if we're at a time of war, I can't be taken out of power? I believe so. I believe one of the main factions, from what I've heard, uh, I believe the channel is the Duran, is that uh, they're like North African and Middle Eastern Jews that have been taking power and have literally like had meetings in the tunnels underneath the Temple Mount, which we know, what is it, the Al... Al-Aqsa Mosque is on on the Temple Mount, right? And they've had like meetings in the temples or the tunnels underneath saying, you know, this is ours and we're rebuilding this thing. Yeah. Apparently taking massive amounts of power in the Neset. Well, have you seen what they've been doing to the Ethiopian Jews that have moved to Israel over the past two decades? No. No. But there's a huge level of racism within the, the Jewish state itself, there's the Ashkenazis, European stock Jews, which are the ones we tend to see, the olive complexion, European style. But then you've got the Arab Jews and you've got the Ethiopian Jews, which live there as well. Well, a huge amount of girls that have, of these Ethiopians, they've had their tubes tied forcibly so they can't actually reproduce. Really? Because they don't want colored Jews. Yeah. Talk about racism. My goodness. And it, it, it looks like Netanyahu just wants to be proclaimed king. That's what he's looking for. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's all been all sorts of um, judicial stuff that he's tried to do with, uh, I believe, their Supreme Court to maintain power and whatnot. And Iraq, you look like you got something. No, I was just thinking about Trump becoming a dictator. That's what we're told is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, him and BB, your buddies, BB King, yeah, BB King, BB. That's right, Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, there's that weird connection that Trump has with Israel, dude. So he's all his kids have converted, haven't they? So maybe married. Ivanka married um, Jared Kushner, and yeah, they're Orthodox or pra- I don't know if they're Orthodox, but they're practicing Jews. Kushner, she converted. He's an interesting character. Yeah, he is. Changing the building address to six six six. Well, also well, but on I- the same side, I think Biden's kids have all married Jews as well. Well, allegedly, are, at least. the new, the new, uh, I saw this just recently, dude, the new conspiracy is Ivanka is actually uh, some type of offspring of Anastasia. The, uh, I've seen that one. Did you see that? Yeah, the czar. And, and, Baron, Tr- and Baron Trump is the son of Queen Di, <laughs> oh, Lady Diana and Trump. What? Uh, he, oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, oh my I'm just goodness. like, this is comical as fuck. I'll, I'll entertain your little game and watch this video, but I'm like. You've got to be shitting me. But hey, whatever. I Maybe. What am I to say that they're wrong? Who am I to say? I don't know. Uh, I also saw a video where Baron Trump was compared to... Uh, he had a... this His side profile picture was compared to Alexander the Greats. Oh, he's a time traveler. Nice. You know, he apparently yeah. went back in time and wrote that book about Baron Trump in like the 1800s. Or he, he's the offspring of Alexander the Great. Ergo, Trump should be president. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because Macedonian up. and Greek policy has everything to do with America right now. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe maybe Baron's gonna be the Antichrist. He's Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Iraq? He looks the part. No, right. I was just looking up that prophecy. Yeah, it was eighteen eighty nine and eighteen ninety three. What prophecy? In a children's book. What? That Drew the was. The Baron talking Trump about. one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Wild. Well, who knows, dude? Maybe he's a clone. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. They have the technology. Maybe it's like part of the Montauk project or something. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That's why I, I really think that's part of why they were searching for Gilgamesh's tomb in Mesopotamia. Yeah. Yeah, they want to clone him. Bring him back. At least get that day, that nef, that good Nephilim DNA. And Nimrod. Yeah, well, King Nebuchadnezzar's temple, the Ziggurat, is in Iraq, and maybe that's why they've got troops there still. Oh, that's right. Maybe. I don't know, man. But a lot of stuff's going on. That's, yeah, we were wrong. The U.S. wasn't fully backing the genocide of the Gaza Strip, which. Well, they in, like. Right now. Lip service, it seems right, like. Right now, they're not. Yeah, at first they were. Now they're like, mm, I'm going to. But we'll see what it's happens. Maybe a little bit of genocide. It's <laughs> it maybe, but that's nothing compared to what else is going on around the world. John Kirby, we don't believe that the administration in or that the Israelis are engaged in genocide. But that's just us. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that soulless freak. He's one to freaking say. You know what I'm saying? Right. But anyway hey if the if nato is telling all their troops to prepare for war maybe you should too just make sure you have you know some emergency food supplies and stuff like that always stay topped off on your medication and vitamins maybe that's what we should do try to find a an emergency food supply sponsor yeah start building the bunker <laughs> yeah if you can't afford a bunker get a house with a basement i guess I don't know. or just hide under your desk like they taught our parents in school. Oh, if a nuclear Dying blast cover. happens. Yeah. If Zarbamba goes off, just hide <laughs> under your desk. <laughs> the That's radiation a, will yeah, flow over top of you. Yeah, my mom. So, yeah, in the 60s, they had us get under the desk. In case the uh, Soviets attack, there it is. I don't think I identify as radiological protected is going to fly. <laughs> no? Well, what do you know? You're just a school teacher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some Just, people think they're gods, though. Who? School oh, they do. That's School teachers, do. especially in the U.S. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the oh, same in Australia. Yeah, dude. But it's like, they are the educator I professionals. I don't, why, I don't know why anyone's an educator in your country, because teachers in the U.S. get paid less than McDonald's workers. I don't know why they'd bother doing it. Well, it in, has to be out of the self-sense of I'm God and I'm, <laughs> I'm pushing agendas. Their own narcissism it. driving it, them. In all fairness... The salary that they get reflects, like, the most vacation you can imagine. I mean, like, 75 or more percent of the year, or excuse me, uh, 25% or, or more of the year off. Yeah, that's true. And most of them have, like, part-time gigs. Right. Some of them even have OnlyFans. <laughs> it's true. I was going to say, most of them have probably got OnlyFans. I think it was that statistic like something like 20 to 30 percent of girls today have either a online presence of an only fans or do some form of sex work oh my goodness you want to talk about the decay of society right poor ladies they should have more self-confidence than that more self-dignity yeah but hey that stuff can come back and haunt you if you do it as a young woman you know what i mean yeah yeah it's the madman pitch We'll call it with female empowerment and we'll throw them pennies on the dollar to take their clothes off. Oh, yeah, right. This is feminine. You are so... I know. That is the dumbest thing. Like, it's so so empowering to women. No, not really. You're showing your chest to everybody. You're getting penetrated. Well, did you see the new South Park? Where nope. they, they make fun of that. And <laughs> Randy Randy starts his own OnlyFans oh my to God. make money. 
but nobody is subscribing to him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it. But anyways, how the hell did we even get on this subject? Like well, school Drew, teachers. Yeah, Drew, would you say you're a glorified babysitter? I think the way it's set up, it's an unintention, unintentional side effect. Um, the whole Prussian system in which we do education, it's taken responsibility away from parents. Like, take it down to brass tacks. Your kids are being dumped in a building for five hours a day, five days a week. So on the outside looking in, yeah, it is a form of, of childcare. You're just looking after the kid. But then there's the responsibility the state has to be educating your child on things, a lot of things that you should be doing yourself. So I don't think we've, we haven't quite mastered the idea of what education is, or they have, which is even scarier. I think it's even scarier what you said. They do yeah. know what the fuck's going on. <clears throat> to an extent, certain people no. do. It's yeah. compartmentalized well, I bet. If but. fast food restaurants can pay people millions of dollars to figure out what colors make you hungry, then then governments definitely know what the fuck the education systems are doing. Right? So, Big time. so Drew, it's not like you're uh, an inner city abos working with uh, like dangerous minds? No, I'm not doing that. I'm a, <laughs> a regional country school. Um a rough around the edges community um for sure but nowhere near the the, the lengths of what uh the american public school system is <laughs> like inside chicago or something each day yeah i don't have to go through metal detectors each day and do a pat down <laughs> well that's good yeah that's yeah we don't live in a community like that either nope like you gotta worry about getting stabbed uh not yet <laughs> no <laughs> not that I, i've i've seen kids with knives but not not yet that's for sure Dude, when I was in high school, it's we used to be a- able to take a pocket knife back in school. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. We could have a pocket knife. It was no big deal. Nobody was worried about getting stabbed. Maybe even... Remember when people used to take guns to school and it wasn't to shoot people? Yeah. yeah. They'd have them in their, in their the 20 gun racks on the back because yeah. they're going hunting yeah. after they, school. Yeah, or they'd go to the rifle club that the school has and you do target shooting or something. By the time we were in high school, rifle club was way out. out of the. We didn't have any of those. No. I wish. I wish we did. They have skeet shooting now. Trap shooting. Trap yeah. shooting, cool. yeah. I was like, hell yeah. I wish they had that when I was in school. I would have paid more attention. I wouldn't have skipped as much, I bet. <laughs> Skipper, were you? <ya? laughs> yeah. Only every once in a while. True and see. Yeah, it happens. Whatever. Fuck them. I was, we're part, I was, hey, George Bush passed the uh, No Child Left Behind yeah. Act when I was like a freshman or a sophomore or something. So I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I, they have no choice but to pass me. <laughs> Dumbasses. <laughs> That was the, the the biggest double-edged sword for that. We're not going to leave any kids behind, but we're not going to actually give them the educational skills they need to progress in life. Right, and we're going to blame the teachers when the kids fail because clearly it's your yeah. your fault that that dumbass fucking kid didn't learn. I'm sorry, dude. I've been to school where it's like that kid's a shithead. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so we've got the opposite down here where we, we it's extremely rare to have it a child kept down, but the option is always there for the parent. If the parent feels like their child needs another year to consolidate their learning, essentially it's up to the parent to decide whether that goes ahead or not. Well, and that's, it, it, it used to be like that up here as well too, where it's like, yeah, you should hold your kid back, especially if they were immature enough, but also part of that's on the parent, dude. Like mm, I, absolutely. I've met grown men in the Marine Corps talking to their four or five year old kids. They were like, how was school today? Did Bubby have a good time? 
like baby talk to him and i'm like holy shit they're fucking five my five-year-old knows how to do her own fucking laundry already <laughs> you know like <laughs> she didn't at that time but i mean i'm like not trying to tell anybody how to raise your kid but you can't baby them their whole life dude like you would be amazed at what your kids can learn to do at the the ages that they're at like my three-year-old right now dude five. he is like a fucking sponge i can't I can't edit my podcast around him anymore because he starts picking <laughs> up on stuff and he'll he'll start saying phrases that he heard on the podcast. It's like <laughs> he's playing in the background, you know what I mean? I'm just doing it in the on my computer and he he listens and hears everything and learns everything, dude. And once he gets something down, like it's crazy. Yeah, he'll be hearing this one and you'll be like, "What are you doing, buddy? I'm golf golf lungren Jesus." I'm <laughs> yeah, here. exactly. Yeah, and I'm like. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> if you started running around doing that. <laughs> Recently, he just picked up playing the air guitar from somewhere. I don't know if it was from daycare or what, but like <laughs> all of a sudden, he'll just be like, hey, dad, and then just bust out an air guitar riff thing and then run off down the hall. I'm like, hell yeah, bud. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you could tell in high school, like I remember being in school and being like, that kid's going to fucking, that kid's going to be a fucking surgeon, right? He's going to kick ass. He's going to excel in what he's doing. That kid's going to be a fucking shithead. And he's probably not going to amount to much, unfortunately. The one kid that I called out, he's in prison right now for the rest of his life. (laughs) For heroin. Worked out. Yeah. But then also you do have those other kids that will, like, surprise the shit out of you in good and bad ways, right? You know, that's just the way that life works out. And it depends on how, uh, how, I guess, the world gets a hold of them. Two-parent households are important. Yeah, what's the rate of that down in Australia, actually? Because unfortunately, depending on where you're apart, our community that we're at in, there's a lot of two two parent homes. Yeah, for the most part. I, I think it's somewhere between forty five and fifty percent divorce rate in Australia as well. Um, wow. As for yeah, it's quite high. Um, or no marriages in general. There's a, there's a somewhat of a Australia has kind of sees itself as a secular nation air quotes and a lot of people don't actually get married have kids and have families though they just have kids and have families and that creates all sorts of issues where there's then breakups and they go off and they have kids with another family end up with a school where there's like 30 different siblings that are all related because of the dad and oh shit just living the porn life implants his seed (laughs) it gets cold in the outback yeah, the cross-pollinating of families, I call it. Three-dog night. Jeez, dude, that's like the the dude's dad from Fight Club going around setting up fucking <laughs> foundation organizations everywhere. That's wild. I did not expect it to be that high, honestly. Because, honestly, the mostly that I know out of Australia, pop culture we've talked about before on the last, the last show that we did together, um, but also, like, you guys have a big thing, Hillsong. So Hillsong and Hillsong United, they're real popular here in the States. Yeah. L.A. churches. But I still remember that one guy that was like, I'm dying of cancer. And turns out he just had like a a crippling porn addiction, apparently. (laughs) And like fucking frauded the entire fucking Hillsong church. (laughs) Did you ever hear about that one, Drew? Uh, I didn't hear about that one. But Hillsong in our country was quite big because our previous prime minister pushed it and gave them a lot of money really yeah they're like a mega church yeah. down there okay so they're they're a government funded mega church 
It is. And sorry, I misspoke. It's 30% officially on our um, statistics. But yeah, still quite high compared to what. Yeah, that is that's quite a bit. Wow. That's interesting that Hillsong is a government-funded Pentecostal church. They're Pentecostal, Yeah, it right? wasn't government-funded. He personally gave his money oh, to them, which oh. essentially is government money anyway, right? Right. But, yeah, so yeah, he copped about. a lot of shit for that. But um, I feel like he was... He was desperately trying to grip onto what conservative Australians wanted, and they wanted someone to, you know, stand up for traditional values. Maybe have some God thrown in the mix because a lot of people still do believe in that. And he went, "Okay, I know what I'm doing, evangelist." And everyone went, "No, no, 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 no that's not what we wanted." And he just leaned into it and gave him a whole heap of money. I think that that's the sort of worship that Jesus was into: is make it, you know, like a political campaign. <laughs> yeah give under caesar's what is his right yeah yeah i like how you see on tv like the uh the gals that look like they're from la but they're from sydney or bondi or whatever the hell and they speak like with an american accent what you ever seen that Mm-mm. drew have you ever seen that there's too many australians in la way too many well <laughs> no this is like in <clears throat> australia over there on the what would it be the east coast i'm like yeah Chicks they like, sound like Americans. Yeah, they they act like they're from L.A. or some shit, and they speak with an American accent and shit. No way. Yeah, like that. <laughs> totally, dude. <laughs> I'm such a bimbo. Yeah. Start pronouncing their that's, R's and stuff. That's probably more the Sydney accent. There's a deviation in between the Victorian accent where I am, New South Wales, which is where Sydney is, and then Queensland. It's, I think. Our one sounds the most bogan in comparison, which is quite interesting. Um, but the further you go up, it comes a bit more churchy, a bit more Englishy, that Americanized thing on the the coast where Sydney is, and then up north, it's you know cowboys and crocodiles and shit. So, so what were you guys oh, like? Yeah. A bunch of why. a bunch of Welshmen and Scots and stuff. Uh, pre- Victoria, Tasmanian Victoria had the predominantly Scottish and Irish. Oh, okay. Sophisticated men for a sophisticated time. Not those dirty Irish. <laughs> no Irish need that apply means. here. What? I I got Irish in me. Yeah. <laughs> I we all do. I'm an Irishman. I no, you're not. Tossing potatoes. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I'm Native American. So, uh, well, Drew, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Anytime, been, mate. Been a lot it's of fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. We definitely got to do the more of these and stuff. I think Hank, I just uh, mentioned something with Hank from uh, 643. We have a Disney thing going on, but uh, h- how big of a Tolkien fan are you, Drew? Massively. Okay. Looking at a, a big nerd dork over here. <sighs> Perfect. I think we're going to have to organize something because I've been referencing Lord of the Rings like for a few shows now. I'm a huge fan as well. And Hank just is got... Is this why I saw Hank put the Silmarion out yeah, on yeah. Twitter? That's not why, but I'm the yeah. one that brought it up, I, and uh, I'm going to have a conversation with Hank about it. Yeah, we're going to have to do a uh, a Lord of the Rings deep dive, lore dive, dude, because there's a lot of crazy shit in there, and supposedly Tolkien himself claims that from reading ancient literature, this is the world that used to actually happen. This was the world that existed prior to to the current era well, well yeah even according to the, the modern science there was five upright walking hominid people that existed on earth at the one time there was us neanderthals denisovans homo forensis and cro-magnon the pygmies so if you look at that 
Yeah, so if you look at that as like a Lord of the Rings world, you've got the dwarves, the elves, the orcs, the humans, the halflings. Sure, the hairy Just ones. Giving them different names. The yeah. ones that eat human flesh. Well, and the thought occurred to me when we have had our show with uh, David Weiss, the Shape of the Earth show that we did with him, was the Outer Lands, Outer Icelands, right? Beyond the Ice Walls, and the elves and the Tolkien, and the Tolkien uh, lore, they're... they're that's what eventually happened to all the elves, right? They got to a point where their kind got taken away to the ships to the outer lands. Hmm. You remember that, Drew? Yeah, they oh, returned sorry. to the Elder, which is like this mystical land, and you go through like a, a golden light to actually get there. Right, kind of like almost what Enoch did, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. There's some weird stuff with it. All right, so maybe would you be down getting involved in something like that? We got to come up with a game plan and... Yeah, just keep me in the loop and I'll see what I can add to it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm obviously not like full time because I know you already got like 16 different fucking shows. <laughs> <laughs> Which, once again, we really appreciate you letting, uh, giving us your time, dude, and coming on our show because um, you are a busy man and, and uh, it's awesome to have you on, dude. Heck yeah. Thanks, guys. Love your work. Love the, um, you focus on things that people tend to just let go in the two week news cycle. So you're doing good work out there. Well, thank you, dude. Thank we you, likewise. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, you've been killing it too, man. And uh, oh, once again, by the way, I, I don't know if I told you this last time, but I love your 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 Christian conspiracy theater, dude. The Or not Christian conspiracy theater. Oh, my gosh. Your conspiracy theater 3000 thing that you do. That's a lot of fun. Um, so much stuff hidden away in cinema. I was a huge fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And I wanted to actually start a podcast and do that stuff, but then I found out you guys are doing it. So now I've just been going through trying to catch up on all the stuff you guys have been doing. Um, by the way, the Christmas story that was that was fucking awesome. <laughs> the the one that you guys just was did that on. The, the watch along. Yeah, that you did with the watch along. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I was driving back from Minnesota and I was listening to that, and I was like, "Oh, dude, this is awesome." And uh, since I've seen that movie so many freaking times, it was going on in the background of you guys' show. So I knew, and you guys were bringing it up like, oh, this part, this part. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. So I went home and watched the movie after I listened to your show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, you guys are doing great work over there. It's awesome. It's very entertaining and very eye-opening, especially like the Batman shit. But sorry, I'm being a total nerd fanboy right (laughs) now. That's all, man. So, all right, brother. Hey, since, since we're closing the show out you know what we do at the end of our shows you gotta think of something already right now drew to always remember what not to do but first why don't you tell people where they can follow you and find you uh you can find me under you're missing the points m-i-s-s-e-n on all your usual podcatchers i'm also on instagram telegram um and you can email me at drew missing 88 gmail.com um check out my work let me know what you think Always happy to talk to listeners and and have you on the show if you've got a conspiracy something you think needs to be uh, spoken about. It's all about conversations. Yep. Something that needs to be remembered. Well, considering the weather you guys are getting, don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's one of ours already. You can't do that. That's a template. Yeah. All right. You got to think of another one. All right. We're going to tell people where to find right. us. Yeah. So always remember, like, follow, share, subscribe uh, at Iowa Talk Guys on X Twitter. At Iowa Talk Guys underscore podcast on Instagram. Iowa Talk Guys on YouTube and Rumble. Yeah. 
and our website, iotalkguys.com. Right. You can Email us, us show ideas, get in touch for anything. And I, then I want to see a debate. What do you mean? Well, get somebody to debate you. Debate us? Yeah. Well, you'd have to be part of it there. I'll just moderate. No, no, <laughs> All no, right. No. Set it up then. Yeah. All right. Take it. Don't get just throw it in there. To take, take control, buddy. And always remember don't eat the yellow cake. Don't eat the yellow snow. Don't forget to update your Facebook profile picture with a Yemen flag. And don't Drew? forget if she's got an apple, she's probably got a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Always solid device. That yeah. is good. That's a good one. <laughs> Drew Missing from your Missing the Point podcast and the one and only Iowa Talk Guys out. Hi. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Very nice. Appreciate it.